Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice 8 Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 72, Shall We Play a Game? I am your host, Ed Horton, and alongside me tonight... One, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how are you feeling tonight, my friend? Oh, it's 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 just a world of good. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, do you, is it okay to say that you're fresh from a surgery? Yeah. Well, you've said it now, so if it's yeah, not... you've said it now, so we're we're good at there. Yeah, and I had, a, <laughs> had surgery on my right hand, so now it matches the left. So now they're both matching. All can, right, and of I course, feel it tightening up already. Sean just talking about it. So it's gonna I know. Stretch it out, I know. I'm, maybe oh. I should start doing that. I told you, I'm getting, I'm getting older, and I've not really had any type of issues like that with my career choices. So maybe I should start doing that. So I used to um, do on the corner of the kitchen units where they meet. I used to like do um, like lift my feet off the ground and hold to try and stretch the and like do shoulder drops as well to try and stretch out my shoulders. Um, but the kitchen we're in now has got an island instead of a corner, so I can't mm-hmm. do it anymore. And I, I was noticing it the other day, and I, I, it was my when I did all that dry brushing of those buildings for the. Ah, uh, uh, you did say something yeah, about that. I, I, my and I, I can still feel it now. How like, it's just tight, and I'm like, oh, oh, Sean, oh no, <laughs> you're a bigger man than me. I don't think I could, I could do that. Oh. Well, the best part is you're there through the whole. You're awake through the whole thing, so you you know what they're doing. It's just numb. It's yeah. There's a part great. of me that would want to watch that. I don't know. Oh. Maybe that's just the gruesome part. You're like, oh, like if you're cutting into me, damn it! I want to see what's going on. <laughs> I think they would let you if you wanted to. I think oh, I might want to see it. I I think ten having stuff reattached is my. Uh, I think anything where it was to do my eye. I don't think I could handle that. Uh, that's okay, yeah, just, no. that's fair. Uh, that's fair. But then I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I am terrible. I'm just not good with that kind of stuff. No. Well, I haven't even said it, but our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff, is also joining us. Hi, Chris. How are you? Good. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> so in this episode, we don't really have a ton planned over for it. Um, so Chris offered up the idea of maybe playing a game together while we just kind of shoot the shit while we're talking which i think sounded like a great idea we are going to cover over some of the stuff we have been doing recently in gaming flight deck that kind of stuff and then if that's all the further you want to hear you could probably stop there but i would recommend sticking around because we're going to sit down and battle out and find out a game to play together as friends and just bullshit while we're doing it so that'll be a ton of fun too so i'm sure you've got the longest heaviest load on this one chris i'm going to say what have you been doing lately um <laughs> not that much actual gaming i i did manage to finish off our um arkham horror campaign we've been waiting to do the last scenario of the circle undone for it feels like six months and that we finally managed to play that so it was uh was good um i died at the end it was i will not spoil Aww. the scenario for people but the resolution was that I died and and the world was saved. So, you know, typical Chris, you know, self-sacrificing. Oh. <laughs> not, um, not thrown under the bus by the rest of the players. It was... Uh... <laughs> uh, for anyone in the know, I was Alita Chandler of the group, if you can find the card, that is. If That's two Arkham Horror jokes in one, in one. Oh, man, I'm on form. That's it. I'm here all week, folks. <laughs> uh, 
So I was playing. Who's all um, playing in that game, by the way? Fun. Who's all playing in that game, by the way? Oh, uh, um, Bill and Nick. Oh, I thought that was the game that you were playing with Paul Heaver. Oh no, that was um, called Cthulhu RPG. Yeah, so that's what it was. If you listen to the Carolina Crates podcast, you can hear that. Our um, I have to epi- uh, edit episode eleven and send it to Chris Allen. Um, but I think we're nearing the end of that campaign. Probably uh, that's been finished for months and months and months. But oh, um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. The, that's why we can record on Thursdays again now, because oh, it yeah. was in between Paul's, Paul had a gap in his rating for WoW, so he said he wanted to run this game, and I was like, I, I love all things, hmm, like, phrasing, I don't love all things Lovecraftian, because then I'll get, you know, tarred with a brush I don't want to be tarred with. I am a big <laughs> fan of Arkham Horror and Call of Fulu, shall we say. <laughs> um, and yeah, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some questionable works, but you know, like you, I, I, I personally was introduced to Cthulhu Mythos stuff through FFG anyway, so they, they have more to do with Cthulhu than Lovecrafters to me. So, wasn't weren't some of his works like like he was writing in like the twenties, right? Oh yeah, like, uh, not not a nice guy, you know, not not someone I'd invite around for dinner, but. Every picture I've ever seen of him, he's always got this scowl on his face. Even as I Googled him, I'm like, yeah, no, that guy looks like he's kind of pissed off all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was playing Preston Fermont, who's like a terrible. Always stat block is just ones across the board. And then you, but you get loads of money. You just have all of the money. So it was oh, a, tr- I a, true, that. a true role playing experience for me. You know, I got to role play someone who had money. And was terrible, rather than... I, I like to think opposite, you know? <laughs> I like to think, but we'll see. Um, and then it just got really one-dimensional, because you spend the first, like, two or three rounds not doing anything. Like, I'm just going to bank all of this money and fish for cards. Then you play your cards, and then it, the game just does itself. It's like, yeah, there's one token in the bag that's the auto-fail. If I draw anything else, I just succeed. And it was just really one-dimensional towards the like the end game, after you've upgraded the deck and everything. So I don't think I'd play him again as an investigator. It was really good at the start, because I got to... Uh, I role-play my characters as well when we're playing. So, like, you know... Of course, of course. When the uh, the other people are like, okay, you can handle this, it's okay. And there's a card called You Can Handle This, so you play it. It's like, oh, here you go, boy. Can you, my man, can you do this for me? I don't feel like doing it. It's okay. There's a nice tip in it. <laughs> you're for you're you. much better. Yeah, you're much better at it than me. And then there's a there's a big fat tip at the end of this. <laughs> um, so I mean, it was good fun. I I enjoy the game. I I really enjoy the game. It's probably one of my favorites. And um, yeah, I don't think I'd play that deck again. It's not not interesting. So we'll see. So f- fill me in just real quick. So is this one of the uh, one of FFG's living card game kind of things, or is it like yeah. the the Pathfinder card games where they're pre-made decks and then you just add cards to the deck as you go to like a bit of both now but like they they brought out five pre-made investigators where you can literally just buy a deck and it comes with upgrade like two upgrade paths in the deck so you have everything you need to play um and then there's scenarios so it's up either yourself or up to four other players playing against the, the scenario deck and like it's kind of like the old uh tell your own adventure books but oh, a lot more those. involving and stuff. It's I, it's such a good game. Like, 
Um, it's probably FFG's magnum opus to me. Really? Like, X Wing's good. Don't get me wrong, but as if I shouldn't say a complete game because um, it has connotations in the FFG world. But um, I think it's like a complete package of. It's not competitive. You guys are playing against the. You know, you and your friends are playing against the game, kind of like playing Pandemic or something. It's got difficulty variation where you can do different things with how like, how the tokens work and stuff like that. It's got replayability because you can play with different investigators through different scenarios, making different choices. You know, it's just good. I I've got a good. It's more than two cubes now. One and a half cubes, I should say, for a card game. And that doesn't include all of my investigator cards because they are in my Munitorium backpack, the old one that fits a big hard plastic case. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one of those which has got the like 1200 card box in, which has just got all of my investigator cards and then all of my scenario cards are behind. So, good. If it's the, if it's that good, I might have to take a look into it. I mean, you, so it's the Arkham Horror card game, correct? Yeah. Um, one core set will do you for two players. If you want to play with more than two, you'd probably need to get a second core set. Or you could buy, like, get one core set and then a pre-made investigator deck and stuff like that. Interesting. Well, yeah, I really like it. It's really good. Good. Anything else that you've been doing? Um, I painted a little bit. I painted a good doggo for Sean um, from his cyberpunk stuff. Um, I don't think I've posted that on Discord yet. And I was gonna I, say I don't remember. I don't remember seeing that. I started painting some more of my Elder Scrolls uh, stuff. Um, I've been putting it off because I've already painted it, but for research purposes, there's one of the. It's I, I think of it as the companion to the starter box, like the rules, and then you you would buy this delve set they call it. But it's the same kind of deal. It's a scenario, so it's a dragonborn and some Durgar and some skeletons. And I've already built and painted it. But they also make it in plastic or resin. It's like, well, to be able to talk about it knowledgeably, I should build and paint it in resin now as well, so I can compare which one I like best. As long so, as it's not fa- as long as it's not fail cast, you'll be fine. Well, it's not. It's just like it's not exciting. So I've painted all of these models already. Mm-hmm. Like, within, Do a different scheme on them. Uh, I've. I decided I was going to try them to paint them traditionally. So. Um, no, none of my cheating techniques, like um, base coat, by like, black undercoat, paint on the base coat, paint on the highlights, paint on the, sh- uh, do a shade, re- re-layer, edge highlight, edge highlight. And I forgot how long it takes, especially when it's like a skeleton, where it's like, nah, what I would normally do for skeleton is either spray it white and use contrast paints, uh-huh. or spray it black and dry brush it. And no, I just, go, I, with, go, go with the white, go with the sapien wash, paint some silver on the weapons, done. No, I know, I, I, I'm i fully aware, but I was like, no, I'll paint this set properly. I So it's always properly in like, you know, inverted commas or whatever. Is that, what's it, is that what it's called? Quotes. Quotation marks, yeah, I don't know. Yep. Um, I, Properly. So like, just put, get paint on a model, it's painted properly, it's fine. But using more traditional techniques from when I first started painting, and that's a mistake. They've got the old GW green bases too, right? Um, not for the, the resin set comes with sculpted bases. Ooh. So that's a mix. It makes blessing. me wonder why, why why the company went with both plastic and resin. Are the sculpts the same? Yep. I wonder why they did both. Um, I imagine, so for 
More than ninety percent of the range is in resin. It's just this like core range is in plastic. They probably thought we might as well do them in resin as well. Yeah, but the because, molds like, like yeah, but you they probably had the resin molds to make the plastic one to get the cuts and stuff. Yeah, know. that's probably true. Right. I know making a resin mold is not expensive. Making a plastic no, mold no. is. Yeah. I, I, for those who don't know, whenever they make the plastic molds, they actually have to make those out of like steel. Those are dyes that yeah. they fill in and then heat injection the, the plastic into. Resin molds can be done out of like a hard pink foam that is like they take the, the base you, model and then. You make it in a Lego block and put it in a right. compression chamber. And, right. Exactly. Yeah, fun times. To, to get all the air bubbles out, so much to tell GW <laughs> because all GW did with the res, with with Failcast was they took the old um, well, ones that they. I, I wish they would go back to like I I get that the whole like, idea. Like, would you the, pay the price of a Games Workshop model in that material though? In tin. Yeah. Yes. Because the tin so ones, I, like, they got really. First of all, the plastics are really, really good. I, I, I it's really hard for me to kind of push back on. Like they still the do, Matt. Like, I got Sergeant Harkin for about a month or so ago because I. It's the same. It's the same but, models they printed back then. Though. I know, it's but not, it's still a metal model. It is still a metal model. And it's still quote unquote new, but that's not because they didn't sell out of all the runs. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care. I yeah. I I got the Catachan Colonel and I got Sergeant Ripper, so I was like, I'll get all the other named Catachans. I'll get myself yeah, a Slime Elbow and, you know, be fine. Slime, not Rambo. It's not Rambo, it's Slime Elbow. It's, it's not, it's different. Slime Elbow. <laughs> completely different. If it was Rambo, it's never be Rambo. My point is, though, is whenever they made that conversion over from producing tin models to producing the, the fail cast, they just used the same molds and yeah. just filled them with a different material. Yeah. So they could just go back. Is all is really what I'm getting at is I I want metal models back from GW. It's so, never going to happen, especially the way that they're doing now, like where they're doing the uh, the monopose kits now, which is super irritating. And the, I know the reason why they're doing it, which makes it even more irritating to me. And it, it for me, it's the they wanted to put all these third party bits companies out of out of business. Oh, you make shoulder pads for space marines huh well neat so we're going to make all of our space marines in these monopose kits that you can't actually just swap a, a pauldron off and put a new pauldron on you can't swap an arm off and put a new arm oh, off. No, you have to cut the that's not games workshop's fault that's uh what was it called i can't remember chapter house is Cha- chapter house minis if chapter house had just told the line and done like everyone else did and named them something else they would all be fine but no they were they knew better where well, so are in- they now ed I know, now? I know. What was interesting to me was like when GW pushed back hard, pushed back, they pushed back hard. Because not only did they go through and rename every uh, generic term in their entire lineup, Space Marines stopped being Space Marines, they're Adeptus Astartes, Drakari, Dark Eldar used to be Dark Eldar, now they're Drakari, and then they've got three different forms of Eldar. They're not, not like, not only did they go that route of renaming them to IP specific so you can't print them, they then went into the other further kick in the nuts of now we're going to produce monopose models that you can't easily make bits for. Unless you've got someone who's got halfway decent um, modding skills, thankfully I can. Um, like just changing the freak. It's like, all right, I've got this thing. I don't know if I've ever told anyone this, and maybe this is my own personal problems. I don't believe that Space Marines should ever go unhelmeted unless you're a hero character. Like it to me, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that your stock standard Adeptus Astartes on the line is going into battle without his. What about issue if the helmet's damaged in combat? Should he have to okay, keep and, it on? 
And I get that. And I, I, I can totally understand that. But for me, I always think it's weird. So like, for example, um, and I can see it behind you. You've got the same one. The bikers on the Indominus box set, one of the sergeant isn't wearing a helmet. Oh, and that, in order for me to get it. with um, chaos stuff. That I have oh, to, okay. Uh, well, the, I saw uh, the box. That's what yeah. But anyway, for me, in order for me to do that, what I had to do is I had to get in there with a pair of pliers and cut the damn head out and put another Primaris helmet on there to get that to work. It, that's not that difficult. But for example, um, when I bought, I bought a an oddball eBay auction for the Necron Warriors, where someone had nineteen Necron Warriors, not all twenty that came in the Indominus box set, just nineteen. Meaning someone put together one model and put the rest of them aside. So I got it for dirt cheap because it's an oddball number. But me being the my OCD being what it is, I needed to get one more Necron uh, Warriors. So I found a, someone on a Facebook who sent me one, but when they sent it to me, they sent me these um, aftermarket, they sent me one aftermarket torso of a female Necron warrior, which I thought was really cool. I'm like, oh, great. I'll just be able to pop it on. And then when you see those Necrons, the way that those monopost kids are putting out, you can't, it's not easy to just take this torso and not put that one and put that one on. I had to do all kinds of It's bought a copy of White Dwarf in the 90s where you got a free Necron and just use that one. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I like that. I, because again, GW's model work is second to none. They're, these new Necrons are exactly what I would have thought they were. Like whenever you open that old third edition codex, where like they're the shambling horde, they've got like wires sticking out of their guts. I mean, it was they did a really good job with the resculpt of the Necron warrior. So I wanted that. But I also wanted to use this female sculpt because I thought it was kind of neat to like, and and this is maybe this is just being me more gender neutral. Like there were female Necron tier that made the conversion over to being in those Necrodermis bodies. Yeah, like maybe they don't need to have metal boobs. But so I maybe maybe not. (laughs) I think that they do. And so there is right up there one. If anyone can pick it out in a crowd whenever they're playing me, let me know. Um, There is one of those Necron warriors in there that is a female Necron warrior and. That 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 was a little bit. It more makes it in- worse that there's only one. Like before, oh, no, I think it, it was fine oh, because I, they can be whatever gender you like because the Necrons. Now you've got one with boobs, and like, well, that's just not representational. Is she's, it? The, she's the sergeant of the squad. <laughs> My point, though, is like, so now I've done that. Now I want to get five more so that I can, or maybe 10 more or 12 more so that I can get a full squad that are all the same way now. That's where my, that's where my OCD goes. That's what it's, what I'm trying to say is I've got problems, Chris. <laughs> Do you want me yeah. to really set off his problem, Sean? <laughs> you ready? You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear so, it. So I'm uh, almost finished the uh, second High Republic book, Into the Dark. And um, I, Geode's just a rock. Yeah, I know. Because after you and I had that conversation, did I or did I not go and get the audiobook from from Audible? And it's like, there's even joking about the fact that it's just a rock just sitting here. Like, oh my God. It's just a rock. We all right. So this is a, there's a lot of behind the scenes on this one. So we'll go into this. So <laughs> it, 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 you really all right. probably two hundred plus things in this Jesus. Story. All right. Prepare yourself for Ed Star Wars rant. Go. <laughs> so I twi- I I messaged these two guys the day that the Star Wars account announces the character of Geode from the new book from High Republic into Dark. Now, if, we into we should dark. say spoiler warning for Into Dark if you don't want to know anything. Uh, yeah, if they've already tweeted about Geode being a rock, so I don't feel like that's a spoiler. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not spoiling anything on that one. But the minute that I saw that, I went, 
Huh. Well, that's interesting. So I go to StarWars.com and I watch the video. And it's worse in the video that they did than the little High Republic uh, glamour shot that they did of Geode, where you literally see two characters who are piloting Vessel, the spaceship from this book, and there's this gray slab behind them. And at first, I just thought that was the seat they were sitting on. No, that's the co-pilot. It's, it's, three. it's not the co-pilot, it's a navigator. Come on. Okay, the navigator. I still, mechanically, I still want to know how he does. How does he navigate anything? Is a rock! Anyway, trying to keep my cool. So half joking, I send a, 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 a message to these two saying, this is the point, Your Honor, where Ed officially got off the Star Wars train. They've put an effing rock, a pet rock, into Star Wars. And Chris comes back, and as he often does, talks me off a ledge and says, well, they could go with a cool angle. With this. I mean, you're assuming that biological life all has to be carbon-based. It's just as easily possible to have silicone-based. And I'm like, even in my own head, I'm like, well, geode to me, like the title geode, like if a geode on Earth is one of those rocks. And if you crack it open, there are crystals on the inside. Maybe he's filled with kyber crystals and he's very force sensitive because of the kyber crystals and its connection to the force. And I start talking myself into this character. And then I start reading like, no, it's just a rock. It's it's a race that looks like a rock. Now, I still haven't gotten a uh, ton of, well, if he's the navigator, how the hell does he navigate anything? So it's, it's a, a bit where he's like, oh, where's well, Geod? I was going out for a club drinking. It's just not the, like, they're on Coruscant. They just, like, they, they come back to a ship and that Geod's not there because he's just gone out clubbing. Night on the town. My point being it's is good. if you're a Star Wars fan in the, like, in the, the fan, uh, fandom menace kind of sphere all of the Star Wars nerds went completely berserk over the fact they put a rock. They put a rock in Star Wars. And I am I had to be talked down, but I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. There are cool avenues that they could go with. And from the sounds of things, sounds like they didn't go anywhere with it. Other than the fact that, yep, there's a rock. It's a yeah. rock. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a rock. Yep. Which I think pisses me off even more. Because, I mean, there are so many... <laughs> you can't stop a rock, though, and it's all right. Stop. The only make it be better is they ever, if they ever do a cartoon, if they get Dwayne the Rock Johnson to voice Geo, then maybe, like, maybe. It doesn't, it doesn't talk. I know. I, and that's the other part of the kind of... Like, you, ha you have these other interactions where other people... It seems other people have had an interaction with it, but you're not there. As the reader, you don't get to see any of those interactions with Geo at all. You just get third, secondhand knowledge that an interaction happened with Geode, but you weren't there My to favorite hear it. line was... Uh, it's one of the characters. It's like, oh... One of the... There's an interaction between the pilot and the co-pilot, and Geode is there as well because why wouldn't it be his rock? And yeah. uh, the co-pilot, it's from the co-pilot's perspective, and she says, oh, it's narrated, oh, I, I would have said something, but Geod was already giving him his dagger like stir, so I didn't bother. So meaning that's like, it's a rock! Oh. oh. So, I mean, and this piggybacks on the whole thing with the Disney investors meeting, where you had investors actually talking to Bob Chapek about... Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy, and I have not made my stance on her running of the organization uh, a, a, a secret on this on this broadcast. And I've conceded there are I have. This is the reason why I love having these two as friends because they talk me off of shell. They talk me off of cliffs all the time, and they help me open my eyes a little and kind of see different perspectives. I'm sure Kathleen Kennedy is very talented and has done amazing and wonderful things and will continue to do so 
in other areas of her career. I don't feel that she was the right person to run uh, Lucasfilm. I, just as I have been convinced that Ryan Johnson is not a piece of shit as much as I want him to be, that he is a talented director and has told well, well-crafted, creative stories in his own right, he's just not the right director for a Star Wars film. His film would have been fantastic, The Last Jedi, if they had put that in a different universe, in a different... It, it could have been the exact same story in some other made-up sci-fi adventure. It would have been... The movie would have been good. The fact that it was a... So this is Chris's line... The, the Last Jedi is a good movie. It is a bad Star Wars movie. So I have come uh, around it's a good to film. all of it's that. a bad Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's a good film. It's about that's that's the year. That's the because I separate films and movies into two. Different so things. my my point, of course, is that the internet exploded with the fact that Bob Chapek made some sort of comment at an investors meeting, stating, "Oh yeah, no, Kathy, we're so happy to have her. We're, you know, ha we'll have her for years to come." What the fuck was the CEO of Disney supposed to say to investors on an investor call that, "Oh yeah, she sucks. She's a piece, like we're totally getting rid of her. We're totally handing the reins over." They would have been sued. For multiple different areas. First of all, like Disney stock would have dropped. There's like li legal well, liability. If what like, you say is good, surely Disney stock would have skyrocketed. No, no, no. You don't have major shifts in, in uh, unannounced major shifts that an investors would like for that. GameStop. Yeah, well, that's when they had Reddit on their side. My point being is that they would have had a <laughs> lot of. So you're trying to say that if Kathleen Kennedy was sacked, they wouldn't have Reddit on the side? Is that what you're saying? That that the argument you're going to throw at me? Oh, no. no, 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 no. I'm saying if if they had intentions, I don't think they're going to fire her. I don't think, legitimately, I don't think that they're going to fire her. I do not believe six months from now, she's going to be announced with a contract renewal. No. I do not believe, from my standpoint of having seen what they have done with her property and some of the writing on the wall, I do not believe that Kathleen Kennedy, by the end of 2021, is going to be the president of LucasArts. I don't. See, Sean, I knew we'd get him. It's fine. <laughs> How long did that run? How long did that run? This was Geode. You started me on Geode. I've probably gone like 20 minutes just on my rant. My point being, Geode's just a fucking rock. And I there could have been so many cool different directions they wanted to go. Like, they... they I had literally done a complete 180 on the character. I'm like, okay, well, it's a rock. Well, maybe there's all kinds of cool things that could be done. It's not a rock man. It's not a rock elemental. It's it's a rock, but it's a geode filled with kyber crystals. No, it's a rock. Which makes you just wonder that the, the creative group in charge of High Republic is just like mailing it in at this point. <laughs> like if there's, in, if you read the book, there's even like some self-awareness of the fact that it's just a rock. Like they make fun of the fact that it's just a rock in Star Wars. I, if my two cents about Star Wars right now is actually pretty simple. Number one, you're competing against the same company, different brand that has a guy in charge that has mapped out for years what the whole point of the MCU is, you know? So, so that, that's something that is, it's, it's hard as a Star Wars fan, if you're a fan of both probably to equate back into why the hell if they can do it with one property, can't they do it with a second? Ew. But I do blame this on Lucas because Lucas never really had a vision per se. If you look at all the continuity errors between four, five, and six, or just four, and one, two, and three that he had his hands in on, it's like, yeah, this guy didn't have a plan. He made a movie. It was really good. And then somehow he had signed on for three. So now he had to make two more movies that I know everybody loves Empire. Great. 
But was, to me, Empire... That was, that was Kasdan's work, not Lucas. And, and we talked about this. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yes. You know, when you, when he gave up the, the reins to other people, it worked well. When you look at episodes one, two, and three, that was the time frame when nobody would say no to the guy, you know? And, well, and it, makes, it makes that argument that if Lucas had a plan, when he had a plan, when he sat down to write episodes one, two, and three, he did those in continuity and he knew from beginning to end where that story was going to go. It, it, be be where you were. There were more than half of the Star Wars fans that hate the prequels to this day because they don't feel like it's like four or five and six. Well, but that's your boy Lucas. That's like that was him under complete control. He uh, wrote and directed and produced all three of those films. So you can't have your cake and eat it too and say it has to be Lucas's Star Wars or nothing else. The prequels are Lucas's Star Wars. Four, five, and six are influence. Well, five and six specifically are other directors that, and especially in the editing room, that saved those three films and made them the classics that they are. And then you had two directors, one ruined Star Wars probably forever, making seven and nine. And Johnson. <laughs> and one did a really good job making episode eight. You know, it's it's one of those things. One, one did a really good job making a film. Exactly. The other two films are. One's a carbon copy with different people, and the other one is literally a mess that I can't figure out to this day what the hell they were even thinking about. But that comes back to continuity, you know. Yes. So, so the High Republic, you have a chance starting fresh. But what it seems to me they're doing with the High High Republic now, take it with this. I haven't read anything yet, so I'm also not really going to be a fan of the High Republic because I'm not a fan of the Jedi to begin with, you know, and I've made that very clear. I'm just mm -hmm. a huge fan. I love the, the universe is awesome. The emperor was very cool to a degree. Darth Vader was really cool as a villain. Princess Leia was really cool as a character. But at the end of the day, you start out with this brand new world and it's almost as if you're making it for kids rather than for, you know, Rather than for a fan base that's already established that you can pull other people into, you're making it almost what it sounds like for kids. When you have a rock as a character, that's literally phoning it in. I mean, yep. you're you're not putting effort, you. you're not putting effort into writing if you're creating a character. Maybe down the road that character is going to be you know will will crack open and become some spectacular thing. But oh. ultimately, you know, ultimately, if you look at even if you hate. Some of the, you know, if you hate Jar Jar Binks, Jar Jar Binks was there literally to move a story forward. But that was and, and he was the comic relief. And he was there for the kids. Kids yeah, loved him. That, that's what Geode is in this book. It's a comic relief. Yes, but if you, so how do you portray that in a movie if you bring the High Republic to films or live, you know, live anything? How do you do it, you know? I know that you can do it with CGI. I know that they other series have had weird shit like that in it before. But at the end of the day, it's what is it? What what are you trying to compel me? You know, I'm not going to read High Republic to be honest. With number one, I haven't read many Star Wars books outside of the Star Wars books that are canon and the Heir to the Empire. And Star Wars books, I mean the movie books. I haven't gone. Yeah. I'm not an EU guy. I was never big into the EU, mostly because I'm not a huge fan. I'm actually not a fan of Luke Skywalker. <gasps> I was never a fan of Han Solo after episode four because they wussified him to death. Yeah. I like Leia, but there just wasn't that much, in my opinion, out there for her. And by that time, I was married and, you know, had kids and all that, which took away a lot of that. But it's the it's this concept that, you have a chance to start over and you fuck it up from the beginning. 
now what do you do? And episode eight was what I needed for Star Wars because I need that whole series to end because I need things like The Mandalorian. I was hoping The High Republic would be something different than kind of like... It, it very well could. I still, uh, admittedly, with the, with the exception of the fact that Geode is a thing, and I I, I admit that I am man-babying that just a bit. I'm, I, I'm fully conscious of the fact that I'm doing that. I still have high hopes for the series because it does explore an area of Star Wars history that we know basically nothing about which is one of the reasons why i was okay with the idea i just i wish they had gone a few hundred years before before yoda being a part of the storyline so yoda must only be in the comics and because he he because he's not in the books i I don't yeah i agree i would have liked it to go a bit earlier than it i wouldn't i'd I'd want it to be pre-yoda or yoda as a jedi knight who's off doing something yoda i don't i don't want yoda as a padawan because i think that takes over the stuff but the temptation to make it the Yoda show just becomes too strong if it's Yoda's a bad one. So I think you so, even sort go... Of like, sort of like you have to lure people in with Baby Yoda to then let it go so that you can let your other characters progress. Yeah, which fair. I give, I'm giving... But I'm, if, you want Yoda, t- if you want Yoda, just make a series about Yoda. No, that's why, but like, that's why I think I would have liked it more were it pre-Yoda. But I, it's enjoyable so far. Um, I think you're going to have a hard time being pre-Yoda because he was over 900 years old in return. So you're, you know, I mean, it, time is time is irrelevant in Star Wars. You can just stamp any time on it. And, but, I mean, it doesn't have to be pre, like, the birth of Yoda because apparently Gargu's, like, 50 and is mm-hmm. fucking can't even talk. Yeah, so. it could definitely be in a time frame where Yoda is either a Padawan or... Uh, so not, I would specifically not, not do Padawan. Like, a youngling, a Jedi Knight where he's just off. Like, yeah. you, you don't even have to mention him because he's not important. Is it, well, I'd say, I, yeah, the, the insignificant Yoda when it comes yeah. to the big picture. But I, but the first book, I think it is, like, talks about Yoda. It's like, oh, he would have his seat on the council, but he's, like, reneged it so that he can go off and do something else. So uh, it's obviously just doing his comic book run and then he'll come back kind of thing. But yeah, yep, it's it's interesting. Um, the the villains seem interesting from the first book, and then I'm I'm not I'm not finished the second one yet, so I don't. And uh, it should be noted that this have you done both of them? Ed? Have you done the Light of the Jedi? I I've, I went straight to this one. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. So why because we got into we got into this conversation. I'm like, damn it! I need to at least talk about this from an educated perspective because I knew it was gonna come up tonight. Yeah. So, but <laughs> uh, pretty much parallel rather than book one and book two kind of thing. Right. Right. So uh, they kind of tell different parts of the same events. Yeah, you don't have to read them in succession. I did read yeah. that. Um, but no, it's good. Um, I enjoyed the first one more. And I'm enjoying that this one, but it's not really. It's like I said, Geo's a throwaway character, so it doesn't really annoy me. I get it. Like some of the jokes land, some of them don't, but it's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. The I, fact that he's even there as a comic relief character, I think, is probably well. I've gone on long enough about Geo. Yeah, so that's my flight deck. Yeah, like an hour <laughs> in. Has it been that long? Yeah, it has. Holy shit. All right, Sean, I, I don't know how much you've been doing, but I will yield the floor to you for a moment. <laughs> um, pain, pain, more pain. That's kind of my uh, my last two weeks. But 
Um, no, no real gaming. Uh, we did some Gloomhaven on Wednesday online. Other than that, I really haven't done much. I had to get everything prepared before my surgery, so because I'm super right-handed, so there's a lot of super right-handed. Yeah, yeah. I had to move a whole bunch of stuff in the yard, so it took me two days to move because I'm dropping a tree because I'm getting solar panels put on put in the yard, and so there's just a lot of. I have a lot of projects going on at this point in time, and then surgery, which knocks me out for about two months before I can really do any type of heavy lifting again. Um, I had my second COVID shot yesterday, so that's kind of thrown me a little bit for a loop today with fatigue. That, that's definitely the one that got me. We talked about this in a warm-up, but yeah that's, yeah, that's definitely the one that got me. It was the fatigue from that. Yeah, the first one kind of got bit me too with fatigue, but this one really got me. So overall, I haven't done a lot. Um, I bought the two core sets for uh, Armada, um, and then I was hoping Chris would find a Android Netrunner box. but uh, No, we, the only thing I could get for you would be draft starter, box, starter sets. That's what I figured, yeah, yeah. The, draft, the draft kits, yeah. yeah. So I'll have to figure it out another way. But... There's a game from the past. That was a big one for FFG for a while. Yeah, yeah I want to use the Android Netrunner concept for net, net running in uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, that, I, I was wondering if that was the route you're going to go. That sounds like a cool way to do it. Yeah, because it's interactive. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. following a stupid flow chart like you have in the book and stuff. Yep. You play it out. You know, you have your programs. And then I was hoping to get some data packs to update stuff. And then, and it wouldn't be where there'd be limitations on things. It would just be as you upgrade your net running skills, you upgrade your programs, you get the programs, you know, from the, from all the packs and stuff. So yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Then the concept, cause there's a money feature with it is instead of money, it would be power, you know? So instead of collecting coins, you would collect power to be able to keep going through the system and stuff. So, um, you know, so it's, it, it, I think it's a pretty cool way to use a game that exists to be able to conceptually do, you know, do something, you know, for fun for players. Because to me, when I ran this eons ago, the Netrunners always were the most bored because they really didn't do anything unless they were hacking, you know. And yeah. a lot of times you end up leaving the character behind trying to hack ahead of the players because they're literally just, other than a gun, you can give them a gun, but they're kind of a tool in the game as far as the actual action role-playing stuff. So this way they could be out on the mission. And I know that Cyberpunk Red, the design of it is everybody's basically a solo sort of, you know, but then you have the Rocker Boy, you have all these other ones, or at least that's the way that I would play it, where everyone is a solo first and foremost. They all have training in some type of weapon, whether it be knives, guns, whatever. But then... You're the rocker boy musician, or you're the media, or you're the politician, you know, in your day job type thing, and then that's what your character class is. But everybody, no matter what, is always a baseline of solo to a degree, you know. So, you know, it's kind of like a multi-class character just to make it more interesting for everybody. The medics were always hard, too, to, to yeah. fix. Uh, that was another thing to keep them keep them in tune with the game, unless you just put them through sausage factory, you know, gunfights <laughs> and stuff, where the medics pulling them off the line, patching them up, and throwing them back out there. Type that's not very fun either for characters, you know. So no, because that runs a high probability of character death. Well, uh, 
you have to have that netrunner, you know, in Cyberpunk. Yeah. If you don't, you're really not playing it to that true level. You know, you have to make sure the, the players know before going in that, you know, to start with, you're just meat sausage. That's all you are. You know, you're going to get shot. You're going to get hit. And it's the same thing to me if I were running the, the Star Wars game, you know, the Star Wars RPG. If you're just yeah. starting out, your character may die, you know, and you may have to roll the bard, you know, the next next character because you may not get exactly what you want or have it you know the other thing is in those types of games i think you have to limit care like D. i have no problem giving a first level character a plus one weapon because it's not going to do that much more in that game but in a game like cyberpunk the the moment you let that power base go out of control it goes out of control you know and star wars could be the same yep Start with the freighter and then work to the YT thirteen hundred type. Now. Yep, that's why it always bothered me to have uh, Jedi in uh, West End Games uh, Star Wars. It ruins the game. Well, that, that's my whole thing. Is I don't like number one. I don't like Jedi to begin with. I wouldn't mind a force sensitive player. You know, a force sensitive character. That's kind of cool. You know, something. yeah, and all and the, uh, the, again, this is probably me just praising the uh, the way that uh, West End Games built that system. A force sensitive character would be fine because they only have a couple, so many dice that they can add into the uh, into the dice pool when they're trying to make skill checks. Whenever you start adding Jedi into it, and Jedi have multiple dice that they can dice, and they can just ace out everything else, it legitimately like kill it kills a game. Yeah, even a poor Jedi would imbalance. Right. You know, and that's that's kind of where I'm always at when I make games. When I do D&D games, it's a little bit different than like what we're used to with Chris and other things, because to, to get a potion and this is my second edition mind always at work. But to be able to make a potion, you have to have the ingredients. So you can't just, oh, I'm going to crap out a potion here. Now. Yep. It's the yep. same thing with spells, gaining spells. There isn't any, well, I'm going to sit and watch a spell cast or cast a spell. Watch the hand. No, that's bullshit. You have to learn it. You have to find that mage who's going to teach it to you. Now, with that said, that's how I do it. Now, it doesn't mean that's a bad way to do it. I like the way Chris does it because it's fun for that person who's playing, you know. But it's, yeah, so whatever looks at those material it goes, components. Well, it goes hand in hand with um, the fact that I've removed the ability for wizards to be able to learn any spell they want when they level up. Right, which so, I wouldn't have yeah. either. Yeah, it would, yeah, so they would it, have to go to a trainer. They would have to pay the gold. They would have to find the scroll, they, you know. Yeah. And then I would, I loved, this is what I loved about first edition, second edition D&D, was there was also a chance of failure to learn a spell. Yes. Where if you failed the roll, you could never, ever learn that spell. You could cast it off scrolls, but you could never learn it, you know, which to me was the, which was the same thing with an alchemist making potions. If you weren't an alchemist, your chance of failure is great. If you were an alchemist, your chance of failure is much less, but there's still a chance to fail until you hit certain levels. You know, your character hits that 10th level mark, and then you're basically an expert at that type of stuff. You know, that, that's just the way that I always loved it. And, and you know, and was was described well in the in the DMG back, you know, it was, it was a different game, though, too. It wasn't like it is today, where it's, I'm not going to say it's like a video game. Third, third edition was like a video game. Fourth edition was really like a freaking. I was just going to say I would argue more fourth edition, but I, I there third, are, third there edition are. to me felt like a tabletop board, uh, tabletop uh, miniatures game. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, but it, it had some of that feeling of you know 
the old SSI style video games. Yes. It's, you know, where they didn't really make it a role playing game. Fourth edition wasn't a role playing game, it was a video game. Yeah, it, it, it was World of Warcraft with a Dungeon and Dragon skin on it. Exactly. And then fifth edition kind of drew it back. That's why I like it, because it kind of sort of drew it back to first edition, to some of the roots, you know, not all of it. You know, there's still a lot yeah, of that's, you know, but I enjoy it. And I enjoy the character that I have in our adventure. And Chris and I were talking a little bit, you know, and I play a chaotic good priest and I try to play it as a chaotic good priest. Yeah, it, it does a, a good job of it. In a world of evil, you know, because there's a lot of influences for priests to me in Ravenloft that would take priests from that good category to that neutral to even evil category at times. You know, it's wavering on that human nature side, you know. I don't know where this mace came from. It just fell into my bag. I have no idea. I set my mace down. I picked a mace up and lo and behold, I have a, a, a mace and it's my mace. I don't know. Don, Donovich's mace is in his, in his uh, chest. Back as far as his... I know, that's the last place I saw it. Exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah speaking of D, &D this is going to kind of bleed over because well I, is there anything else I, no, that, uh, that's it. I, uh, like i said you... i haven't done much i've done a little bit of reading on cyberpunk stuff so that's that's kind of the closest thing to gaming for the last two and that's as you guys know i wasn't there monday just my week was way too hectic to, to be there monday so but i will be here i will be there monday this monday good good so when they were writing star trek deep space nine one of the the running tropes in that uh, TV series is that the writers in the room said O'Brien has to suffer and I don't know if you've ever watched Star Trek DS9 but there I'm are watching started season 2 today Again, for so there are plenty of episodes people. where they uh, they kick down my old my my one of my favorite Star Trek characters Colmini um, playing Miles Edward O'Brien and, oh, and good and old racist O'Brien what's that good old mild racist O'Brien Mildly, isn't he? Where is he originally from? But well, he hates Cardassians. Just, oh, oh, just, oh! Just... That I thought. I thought you meant like it was a racist play on like someone from no, from just the UK. A, the character's it's, just no, racist. Just, it, he is. He's, he doesn't care for Cardassians. I don't necessarily disagree with that. All right, that's fair. My point is, is I'm beginning to feel like our D and D sessions are. I'm Miles O'Brien, and Chris just has to make me suffer. Well, oh, it's a shame that you've got this curse. So I guess we're going to have to go here. I was and, talking oh, about well, this with Greg. Have to die. Oh, but wait. Now we're going to get to the mill. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm whoa. And I'm spoiling this. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, now we're going to get to the mill. Let's I didn't going. kill the old couple. Neither did I, but it's it's oh. all based on me trying to get rid of this curse of my character. And every step of the way, it's all right. So let's how much worse can we make this? But let's start throwing it, kids but, out of a windmill. But if you think about it, though, that's what a curse is. Yeah, I know, but I feel like like every, so, the more you, I try to get the more I try to get rid of this curse, the worse it gets. The next thing I'm expecting is a basket of flaming puppies. Like so, legit, like it can't get any worse at this juncture. I, I was talking to Greg about this the other day. So I was like, I feel like Ed's really engaged at the moment. It's like, well, yeah. It's like, well, what am I supposed to do? He didn't give me any backstory to work with, so I've just got to go with what's going on in the game. Like, generic elf who arrived. I'm, I'm still waiting a year later for my, like, 500-word bit of backstory. And now he's bitching that to get him engaged in the game, I'm having to use stuff that's going on in the game. Right. Was I well, not look, man, you could have cool stuff happening with your cool backstory that only you know in your head. But until you share it, man, I can't help you, you know? 
Like well, Sean's got what, stuff if going that's what on. It takes, if that's what it takes to get to not get to the point of flaming basket of puppies, then fine. You've made your point. Like, are you engaged in the game? Yes. Why was that? Mission accomplished. You know, to me, to me, Ed, what it reminds me of is like you're drinking dragon breath chili, and instead of having it blow out of your mouth, it's blown out of your ass all the time. Yep. Because you're cursed. You know, that's the beauty of it is, and this is, I was thinking about this at the end of the last session when Greg was, that I was there, when Greg was pissed at the old couple times. Sorry, spoilers if you're paying attention to the campaign, but. The the irony of it was was that's what a curse is, you know. Everybody in D anD D always thought of a curse. I, I had got a curse, such good I, plans for that old couple. Uh, <laughs> they were one hundred percent going to make a reappearance. They had a recurring role. Well, you know, at at the end of the day, Chris, you know, they could they could reappear. We they are absolutely, we yeah. are in Ravenloft. <laughs> it's but, fine. But that was that's thing to me about this because greg was mad <laughs> i was i was i was in that chaotic neutral evil state that i get into every once in a while as my priest where it's kind of like well we did the best we could yeah you know we're we're skilled fighters and they still died because we left a big wide open gap you know in there and we we did the we did the one thing you never do in D. what did we do I know we split we split but we thought we could leave you two old people walking down a street in the hands of a gigantic burly dragonborn. It, it oh, 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 I'm still my point. I feel like so I feel like my character on his conscience has the deaths of not only two old people and a do, an 80,000 year old donkey that they decided to put down because he just was <laughs> the donkey. I have no idea why the donkey had to die. I don't know. I, I wasn't I there. Know. I couldn't prevent it. That wasn't me and I wasn't going to stop it. So but now we've got people throwing children out of a windmill that I'm literally where we left the game off where you're going to pick up Sean over there is I'm literally at the bottom of a windmill preparing to play fireman's catch for any kids to come flying out the goddamn window. <laughs> well, that sounds about right for a person with a curse. Well, I feel cursed if it makes you feel any better. Yeah, so yeah, that, that, that goes back to second edition for me or first edition, second edition, where curses weren't just the weapons attached to your hand. And oh, when you swing it, it hits you in the head for five damage. Or you it's, temporarily lose an ability or yeah, your attribute yeah. drops by one or two. No, no, there's no, 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 no. It's, and we're in Ravenloft, which is supposed to intensify things like that. I'm just no. happy that you're engaged and that it, uh, you're, you're obviously thinking about the game outside of the game, and that's all I ever wanted. I have been. I have all been. I ever wanted was for <laughs> you to think been. about D&D when we're not currently playing D&D. That means I'm been. winning. I did a good DM job. That's you're right. Not, this is definitely going to be one of the campaigns that I remember for a really long time. That time that I inadvertently got old people and children, old people killed and children thrown out of windmills because I was trying to clear a curse. <laughs> so yeah, so that was my Monday. <laughs> Um, I decided to do something I've, and I think I, I know I've mentioned this before. I bought the alien RPG whenever it uh, first came out. I backed it super early. I got myself the, the special edition, beautiful book, and I've gotten every piece of printed material that, uh, Freely Games has put out, but I've never been able to play the damn game. The game was published in December of 2019. And of course, COVID happens three months later. I've not been able to play. We've talked about doing it. Um, a little bit on um, our Monday night role-playing games, but 
I don't feel like the group has the whole idea was supposed to be like a bit of a palate cleanse like oh we're getting a little bored let's just do something else but i don't think anyone's gotten bored i'm certainly not getting bored but i definitely wanted to get like i wanted to scratch that i've wanted to play this game for over a year so i told myself i'm going to find a way to make that happen so i joined uh, the official alien rpg uh discord and found a GM who is willing to run a game. And I wanted, what I wanted to do is I want to run all of, I want to play as a player, all of the printed material so that when it gets down to, I'd like to run this game for my group of friends, I've had that experience of playing it. So I've not had to spoil it for myself by GMing it. Cause I've not read any of the material. I've intentionally kept myself away, but then you have that weird, I'm going to be meeting five random people on the internet to role play. And you never, it's like a, a, what am I thinking? It's a, a Forrest Gump box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And as the day kept getting closer and closer, I was getting excited because I was going to play the alien RPG. I was really excited to do that. But again, I had these concerns. Like, I don't know these people that I might hate the GM. I might have some jackass or two in the group that's just going to make it an unenjoyable experience for me. But yeah, luckily they'll, for me, they'll probably be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do a backstory and then just won't. Well, luckily for these, these are pre-generated characters because these oh, are all the cinema. These these are all the cinematic ones. So you literally just jump into a role. Um, thankfully, and probably luckily, the the group that we got together with was fantastic. I had a great time. Um, I had people from all over the world that I was playing with. There was um, another IT guy. Um, uh, in Hol- uh, he was in Holland. He played one of the other engineers. So he and I were both like the the Parker and Brett uh, characters of this particular story. So we kept making IT jokes the whole way through. It was really kind of cool to have like I'm playing with someone from Holland, and then there's another player in Jersey, and then there's another player in um, Wisconsin, and then there's another like there. We were all over the place, and the group turned out to be okay. We, I enjoyed it. We had fun. We had a lot of laughs. Um, it remind the game reminds me an awful lot of playing uh, Call of Cthulhu, where instead of an insanity counter, whereas you're just waiting until your character goes nuts, it's the stress mechanic that builds up. And anytime something weird shows up, like ooh, there's a spaceman with his head blown off, add a stress. And every time you're adding stress, you're running that possibility of having a panic roll and something bad happening. That it, it may it, that's what the game kind of feels like for me. Um, overall, mechanics are really good. I'm enjoying it. We got about four hours in on Friday, um, and I this is we we haven't even gotten out of the first act yet. So I anticipate like three more Fridays until we get it completed. For I'm playing Chariots of the God. I probably didn't. Probably didn't mention it. it was the uh, it's the adventure that comes with the um, what am I thinking the starter set? Yeah. I got it whenever I got the special edition because they gave me everything. Um, but it's been fun. It's been enjoyable so far. So I, I had a good time. So that was my Friday night, and I also had that weird. I feel like I'm cheating on my D and D group by playing with another group that is like it was weird hearing another GM on the other end of Discord that wasn't Chris. Yeah, well, you know he didn't he didn't have a a British accent, so that was kind of weird for me. But overall, it yeah, didn't, no, so that, it didn't have a cool old lady voice. Oh, I'll just didn't, get didn't have a cool, oh, I'm dead. No, but I, uh, the guy's name's Larry. I don't know if he's ever going to see this. I did direct him to our, to our show. So if he ever wanted to see some of the stuff, so if he does see this stuff, he did a fantastic job. Like he went through and built the whole module before um, Freely Games did anything official on Roll20. So every bit of it he did by hand. So all of the sound effects, all the music that was getting played, all the visual aids that he did, he did himself. He even went to the the ex, uh, extent of making YouTube videos as each little step in the story, something interesting happens. There's the CGI videos. I mean, they're, they're, they would be great PlayStation 2 graphics. 
uh, <laughs> videos kind of thing. Like, but it, it, it helps immerse you into the story. He did such a good job kind of like tying us into it. So uh, I had a good time and I'm looking forward to the next round. Yeah. The, the amount of garbage I have in this basement for in-person role-playing games. I just know. I've got um, library cards for when I run Arkham Horror, uh, for when I run Call of Cthulhu. So if you want to go to a Mysitonic library, you've got to take your library card, and it's got your <laughs> character's name on it. And um, I have um, sealing wax because um, if you want to seal it, ever want to seal an envelope. Handle wax doesn't work, or like wax crayon. I think it's got to be a special kind of wax, or it yeah, sticks. It's so I've a got, different type of paraffin. Yeah, I've got a bunch of different waxes and um, like crests and stuff to press into it. I've got puzzle boxes to give out for when people find treasure and stuff. But yeah, I've got a lot. I mean, I can probably just grab it because my headset's not that <laughs> No, but your microphone is. Oh. My point, my point being though, is I had a really good time on Friday and went. Oh, look at that! Want to play when a it comes party game role, role playing game? You find, you know, some heirlooms and stuff. Where did you find that? Well, this is from being a premium subscriber backer to Forty um, K Inquisitor Martyr, the PC game. So one of the coolest things I have of my Forty K thing is I've got I've got Jimmy. Jimmy is a servo skull that is also a tape measure. And I have loved Jimmy forever. He got the nice little Imperial Inquilla right on him. So when I saw that, I'm like, Jimmy needs that cup to sit in. I need to have Jimmy yeah, my, sit my in. My big the cup. golden skull chalice. It's beautiful. It, it has a, uh, a case as well. Ooh. But yeah, I've got so many props for running different games in person. I love props. Those it's, are awesome. It's, yeah, it's it always helps. getting people engaged in your game. Oh, yeah, yeah, it gets that. That's why I thought um, Sean's idea of doing an actual Netrunner game in um, Cyberpunk, like that, was a great idea because it would engage those Netrunners into the game. That's really cool. So yeah, other than that, I mean, that was kind of that was pretty much about it. It's it's been all role playing games in the last two weeks, to be honest. I feel like we didn't skip a week this week to be for D anD D, did we? No, we uh, Sean I had to come for Sean because he wasn't going to be there. We did. Um, yeah, we had yeah grand encounter with the uh which we're still in the middle the, of the, by the way no the vandals who were chopping down all of the trees and killing the forest do you agreed to go and sort out yeah the vandals the old couple all of those i mean how many trees have they killed man they deserve to die I would be remiss if I did not mention we have a very interesting game of Neptune's Pride going on that it looks Is it I feel bad it's not it's not interesting for Chris because Chris is basically out of this game already. I I'm I'm fine with it's more interesting now than I thought it would be because I am actually getting to do stuff, but yeah, I took I think I stacked up all of the different gambles I could do at the start of this one to see how much I could be a chancer and then handicap myself by only talking to people in hexadecimal for a while. Because um, nobody responded to you? A, mo- a lot of people responded. Uh, there was just, only just one, one but just one person yeah, who was one, too one... stupid to figure out what we needed to do. <laughs> and, uh, That'd be me. Yeah, totally me. I mean, totally yeah, me. But no, it's he, been good. Um, yeah, I've... I'm not a fan of the setup that I went for for this galaxy. I mean, I'm not going to just quit to AI or anything. I'll play it out. But I I will not be sad when I don't have to log into this 
version of in this the particular game. game anymore yeah. yeah this was a weird i don't feel like we've ever done one of these i it, maybe we did one but it, we had to cancel it and it, we, we restarted the game but we did a symmetrical galaxy which basically you have these circles the interconnecting circles and you've basically got 25 stars in your little circle and then it connects to another 25 stars which connects to another 25 stars so somewhere in the middle, there's someone that's connecting to almost every planet. No, it's not symmetrical. It can't be. So mm. it's random groupings of st- 25 stars. And that's why I and that's why I'm really upset. The wrong word, but like I would never use this again. No, I would never I, I, use I, the, the ring system again. I'm not a fan at all. I, I, and I told you the reasons why I'm not a fan. Like, I don't necessarily have a problem with the fact that I have three people on my border. I don't have a problem with that. Because every other game, with the exception of the game that I won, that's how every game's ever gone for me. So I'm kind of used to it. It's the fact that it's, there's no, the way that the other galaxies were designed, there are choke points. There's like one or two stars that if you can control those and defend those, you can keep someone from coming into your territory, at least in the early part of the game before they advance um, hyperdrive and they can blow past that. So it kind of creates a natural barrier between um, players that this is if you go beyond this point, you're definitely dipping into the other person's quote unquote territory. This did not work out that way. You have all of these circles and I literally have, I don't know, just eyeballing it. I've got. 15 stars that touch three different players and that how do you defend that when all of your resources have are in if you if you're bordering three players you'd have nine stars because three okay. of your stars yeah, all right, can, all right, can connect right. yeah, to three right. of those you're it's, right my point being all of your resources though are generated in the center of the circle so you have to be able to pull all of those out but where do you pull them when you have 15 stars on the outside that you have to try to defend all at once it's difficult so what you have to do all you have to realize in this game mode is if you measure the distance from an outer ring to an outer ring it's longer than the distance from an outer ring to an inner ring so you don't actually have to pull them no you just need to have ships sitting on the inner rings waiting to react um but then you also have to be on top of it and what check every hour and do all of that stuff and Mm -hmm. yeah no i'm i am uh, in fact, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna whine about my my look. I went yeah. through so my experimentation drops in this game have been so bad. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I I just oof. I still am yet to have a drop in weapons. I haven't had a drop in all of my drops have been into a thing I was just about to finish, so that it put me over but didn't complete a full one. Or into scanning, which is like I need four drops, I think, to complete scanning. Um, but yeah, it's just terrible. Um, my roll of the dice on who I was neighbors with and who I was going to play nice with, I got asked about base. I should have done it the other way around. So that didn't work. And then, yeah, um, talking to everyone in Hex made meant I couldn't use my uh, my wit and charm. So yeah, <laughs> this is the, uh, the full on, okay, maybe I can't. Right, maybe I can't do play like this much of a shitter. Maybe I, I can't take four uh, four bounty hunters to worlds and expect to win, Sean. Maybe, exactly. maybe. That's what this game is the equivalent of, Sean. That four bounty hunter imperial assault list. Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember that. I um only I, I don't think I was quite as salty for this game. <laughs> I'm doing my best. So what I, what I did, I I told one guy, look, 
I'm going to attack blue. So if you follow me and I'll suicide all my ships into blue, and then you can you can have all of my sides for free, and then you you can follow up on me weakening blue. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then he got halfway across and didn't follow me. So it's like, oh, he's not going to do it. He's not going to attack blue. He's just going to let me die and then take all my stars. Which is what he did. So, so then I was like, said to blue. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw all my stuff at orange. So you can follow me in. And but these two are like simping for each other, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, it's a, such a good ally. It's like, you know, only one of you can win, yeah. Like, you know, only one of you can win. And it is 100% that anyone but Chris coalition. <laughs> Um, but I've managed to drag them into purple, orange, blue, and red are all fighting over red's home star system. So I'm going to keep building it up so that someone's going to want it, and I and the other two are going to be butthurt about it. So I was surprised at one point in time you were down to science zero, and I'm like, all right, Chris is done. Like I honestly thought when I saw Chris at science zero and he's not getting any research, he's really relying on experimentation to advance. That you were going to quit. Yeah, I'm not going to quit, am I? Can you imagine what the grief you guys could give me in Discord if I quit? (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I'll just play my own game, and my game is now, which one of you, are you going to fight each other over my good good systems? Because I've carried on building them up. I've also handed out money to everyone, and I think I filled up your tech, didn't I, Ed? Maybe you did. I'm sure I sent you tech that you didn't have. Um, I don't know about that. I sent I sent tech to everyone. Just you know, oh, you get a car, you get a car. You know, he was overweight. I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking. I don't Maybe it was everyone see. but Ed. Maybe I was mean to Ed. But check. No, you were mean to Ed. You're all- <laughs> no, I don't see anything from you. Oh, I abandoned systems for you though. I you, gave I, you... So I I will give you that. You did abandon a system for me. I do appreciate that. Even the one at the start that you said was yours, I was like, Do you wanna I'll trade you something for it? Do you wanna, you know, give me some give me some money, give me some science, like, you know? I'll no, give it you back uh, for free. And then I, I still abandoned it and let you have it. You did. I've no I have no confidence at all that I'm gonna survive much longer in this game, to be perfectly honest with you. I literally think that this is Purple's game to win at this juncture. I've done my best to um to put purple in a good position. After or it would have been Orange's game hands down until he refused to follow up and kill you. Because Orange would have had all of my systems and then fifty percent of yours after I suicided all of my ships into you. Yeah. But well, he didn't we'll he didn't Orange uh, you had him under the thumb or something, I don't know, wrapped around your little finger. Orange was like, Oh no, I can't attack blue. Not my boy, Blue. Oh. I gave him, because I had no idea where he was. And You gave him weapons was, 2 and 3, I'm fully aware. Yeah, I am fully aware <laughs> of what you gave pushing, him. Because I thought you were pushing into, he was pushing into you, and I'm like, well, if I could at least fuel that fire a little. <laughs> I mean, it was a good move, because I, I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't pushing out on him. It was just, there was no way he could threaten me. And then, um, yeah, he... He suddenly went from being behind me on weapons to ahead of me. I was like, no, okay. But, I mean, it wasn't hard. You put, you click on the leaderboard and see who's got on Intel and see who else has got the weapons for him to go up two levels. And I'm like, okay, so Blue just screwed me. 
like I said, ultimately, the end, I think we're going to end up losing, but at least the, the, I had some glory and, and glee out of doing that. Oh, it's fine. I, I'm, I just, I'm baffled by, like, I think, or, like, at, the, at the moment, I think you could probably abuse Orange enough that he would just let you win and just play second fiddle now. Uh, you, all you well, got to do is, like, you give him the good worlds from my stuff and like, take the outer ones. It's kind of what my plan is. And my hope, my genuine hope is that I can talk him into pushing into purple so that he and I can hit purple on a double front. Because basically, I don't think that purple's got the ships to push back against both of us. We need to get you out of the way first. It's not, uh, it's more of a weapons technology. Well, there's that too. But I've told purple he just needs to be researching weapons 100% of the time now. Yeah, I agree. We are ahead of him on weapons though. I I am aware. So... Ultimately, end my hope is that Orange can push in from the south, I can push in from the west, and we can pinch him in, and then somewhere in the middle I've got my hundred and... How many do we need to win? 101. 101. The pro- you you yeah. have to... You've got to take four people's um, entire systems, so... Yeah, their entire systems. Yeah, and that's so what I mean about... Well, I don't... Orange would have had all of mine, and over and half probably of, half of Yeah, so... Uh, that that's why I'm like, you know what? Just get me the fuck out of this game because <laughs> it's not going to get any better. It's just this one's gonna be. What date are we on now? The um, the thirteenth of March. This game isn't finishing until like mid-April. You you think? Yeah. No, I I I would put money on April like. I guarantee you it won't be finished by April 1st. Because hmm. I would think that once someone takes your systems, let's say between, let's say, for example, I, I take the outer walls, which is my plan. I take the outer walls, I give orange the core walls and allow him to push into purple. Yep, but that doesn't get you anything. You, you then still need two and a half other players because you only took half of mine. Yeah, that's true. So that's it. You can't split it with him. But equally, you know that. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to say anymore because I don't want to use out of game stuff to influence things. But I, I know he has nowhere else to go but up, which is through me. Well, no, he can go through purple. Like, he's, well, not gonna, can, like, yeah. he's not going to attack you now. I don't think anyway, because if he and if he does, he's a moron. Because I was handing him the game on a plate. Because in my head, I was like, I'm just done with this game. Let's accelerate it to a point that it's going to end quicker. But no, it wasn't wasn't meant to be. So, <laughs> um, I had the opportunity to intercept some of Orange's fleets and just wipe them out. So, you know what? We're just going to turn on Orange now. I've been a, I've been a good a, a good sub sub brace, and I, everything I told him I'd do, I did. And I was like, you know, what? if you're not going to do your end, you can just get wrecked. You can be locked in this hellhole forever. It'll be, it, 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 you might have to start a second game there. If this spills out into another week and there hasn't been, because we were all talking about towards like once everyone got their 25, uh, 25 uh, stars closed, we all thought there was going to be like a build up period, like a week that well, nobody was going to do. I wanted anything. to make sure that, that didn't happen. That's why I did. And what that's I did. exactly what you did. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Because the problem with if you let it do that, there's never actually a good time because everyone's building up. So the game, yep. and uh, if someone drops into weapons twice on experimentation, that's the difference. Yeah. Like, that's the only way you can get an advantage 
is somehow getting like two levels up on weapons by accident. That's the only way the action starts again. Yeah, I don't know. But I think I've found a way to do an an even spread map though, where no one gets screwed over, other than random generation of actual what stars you get kind of thing. Ooh. But starting positions, I think I've found a combination of settings which works. So the next game, I'm going to try it, and we'll see. So you've started, like, practice games up just to see what yeah, happens? Yeah, I started, like, five different games up with um, Nomi's Dark Galaxy. When you start off, I did it as a non-Dark Galaxy, because I could, I could see all the star layouts. Yeah, that was the first game that we played that we, we did that. We've never done one since then, just because I, I don't like the idea. I like the idea of having that fog of war and not knowing what's coming. It certainly well, adds you can hide to stuff. You can hide stuff just on the edge of their scanning range, and I'm like, oh, they're going to come on in. They don't see the 200 ships that are sitting just a world over that you can get there before you can get there. Like, that's the best. Yeah, but no, it's good. Um, I don't pity the end game in this, because it's going to be ridiculous. You thought the game we played where it was me, you, and Greg as an alliance, mm. where we had actual alliances in play and stuff as well. Yeah, and we just um, we pushed Greg to the top. Yeah, but you're like, that game, you thought it was over, and it took like another 10 days. That is going to be yeah. nothing compared to this one. We'll see. I have I have high hopes. Because I don't know what anyone else is doing. I know what you're doing, I know what Purple's doing, and I have a slight idea what Light Blue's doing. There are oh, three light, other light players. Light Blue's simping for you as well. There are three other players that I, I was, have no uh, idea what they're doing. <laughs> what was it? I was chatting with Light Blue because I saw he had some tech that he'd obviously got from you. And I was like, you know, you want to trade? You want you want to buy some death sticks? It's like, yeah, you don't want to sell me death sticks. <laughs> it was like, oh, I, I'll trade you anything, but I can't trade you weapons because I know the person who traded me weapons wouldn't like it. It's like, how is he going to know? Maybe I just researched my own weapons. Hey, hey, hey I'm are a you Nubian. Your, your mind Chris, tricks are don't you, work. Are you suggesting for a moment that I am the head of the Chris Can't Win This Game of Society? Because I don't know that I elected myself to that position. I'm just saying. Oh, I, so in the last game, I told Alan specifically to find out who Ed was because Ed would be 100% up for a anyone but Chris coalition. And then, lo, lo and behold, Alan found out who Ed was. And Ed won due to Alan's anyone but Chris coalition. I'm very thankful for Alan and his assistance in that game. I gave him full credit. Oh, I think... Uh, so I binned all of my prestige into orange for this game. Because I think you get like eight votes per game. I felt the number of players there are. What does that do? I've been meaning to ask it. I always click that... I Like, towards the end of a game, I always click people and just, like... Just the thing. Thing. It just... It, how nice... It, so, theoretically, the player with lots of renown... Is the one who you can trust, you know? People just give him like, oh, he's a good guy in that game. Have some renown. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything in-game. Oh no. But so when you're not playing with full um anonymity, where you can actually see a renown, you can actually try and judge the type of player you're dealing with. Obviously, uh, you've got to judge if a new players are not as well. Well, that's the other thing. We've got a lot we've got I mean, we've got some folks in here, but we've got a lot of folks in here that have not obviously not played that much or at all. Yeah, and that's why I'm happy to go out first because then when new pe- people know that they're better than me, <laughs> and it brings them in for the next game. Yeah, 
It's kind of like that that warm up game of X Wing. Of course, you lose the the training game that you train someone else because oh look, you played this game and you won. Now you want to come back next week and play again. I learned that from somebody. So I would, yeah, she did. I would guess that yellow is probably uh, is it Peter? If I had to guess who people are, I would say that obviously I know who you are. You're dark blue now because we mm-hmm. were chatting. I think Alan's probably orange. Um, really? Oh, I would have thought Alan was light blue. Maybe, maybe. I could. You could be right. You very well could be right. I, I guess that Alan. Maybe not. Mm, who would I put as orange? I was curious if Greg was even playing in this. Uh, game. Greg's not in this game. He said it was full when he went to join, or, or he joined the one where apparently I posted the wrong link. He joined that one or something. Uh... But yes, I don't think Greg's in this one. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I like it, but. I, yeah, I definitely I like want to try that cooperative game because the zombie I, one that Alan's yeah, recommend. I, yeah, I do. I don't know how long I can uh, keep just trying new things because it does. It I think the the good part of the game is when you're playing with new people. So if it's the same like eight of us playing over and over again, it becomes inevitable. The the play style just plays out the same every time. Like you do yep. the same stats, you try and find out who the same people are so you can get the same alliances. Yep, I, I agree with that statement. Oh, um, but yeah, anyway, that, it is what it is. Wow, that went, that went on a lot longer than I thought we were going yeah, to Yeah, it's because we, we tangented a million times, but luckily, I don't know that the main topic's going to be that long, so it's fine, you know? Oh, um, I suppose we could do news, because I do have some lack of focus news. Um, Ooh! So... Obviously, we were still waiting for points for the uh, charity giveaway. So mm-hmm. um, once that's out, we'll sort out who won that and uh, the money they'll get to pick the charity and stuff. But the other thing that we try and do, obviously, was the Christmas draw that we did. I still haven't sent those out. I was going to do it last week, but then Alan started cutting all of the new tokens. So I was like, well, if I hold it off until I can get these tokens, I can do all of the shipping in one go rather than having to do two lots. So I made the executive decision to um, not send out any of the stuff yet and hold it until these tokens arrive from Alan. So anyone who was a Patreon at the end of uh, 2020 will be getting these tokens. You don't have to keep paying. If If you cancel your thing now, I'll still send you the tokens. Don't worry about it. So don't feel like I'm like trying to reel you in or, you know, bait and switch or anything like that. I, I've said you get the stuff, you will get it. I'm just trying to um, make sure I can do it efficiently. So everything's going to be boxed and packed up, just waiting for the token to arrive. I think Alan said he, he basically he did a full run and they didn't come out right. So he had to order some new acry- uh, acrylic, that's the word, and send that to him. So that should arrive to give him enough to do everything. But he's doing the new uh, Lack of Focus tokens, which is a similar design to the old ones, but they actually match the size of the Roger Roger tokens, and which are the same size as the cardboard ones. Because the original Lack of Focus tokens were a little bit weird in that they're slightly larger and were etched on two sides. So mm-hmm. like, I remember, so, I still have those. Yeah. So I think these ones will be a little bit nicer. I touched up the design so you can see the edge of the eyeball um in the no entry sign of things i think it's a little bit i I do think these are better tokens 
But basically, I just want to give everyone an update because I know obviously we've got fans in the UK and stuff and shipping can take a while and I don't want people worrying that stuff's been lost in the mail or anything like that. Um, I have my my spreadsheets of what I owe everyone. Nothing's been forgotten. If for whatever reason you like, specifically want stuff sooner, just shoot me a message and we'll sort something out. Uh, but that's where we are at at the moment. Um, and then I believe we needed to try and pick the next token or something anyway because this is still getting caught up on the 2020 stuff because of covid um target locks let's see if i do target locks i we have to kind of match them to the old ones and because we've done one to five i think for the old target locks so i'd and I don't have the SDL files for those, not SDL, um, the vector image files for those, so I'd have to get them. I'll have to see if my if Chris can kind of copy them from the tokens or whatever, like just trace them or something. But I could maybe do... Um, so I thought about doing a run of new target locks and doing one to eight, but maybe in symbols or something. Maybe do it in Arabesh or something. I was just going to say, because I remember uh, when we went to Nova Open, Aaron Untley put into my hands some of the tokens that the Nova Squadron were doing, and they were done in Arabish, but they weren't like the traditional like um, crosshair uh, target locks. They were mm. these other weird weird symbols. They're really cool. Um, that would be a good idea, though, if you, if you can get them in Arabish. That would be awesome. Yeah, I th- I'll have a think of something. Uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll... I think I'm kind of coming up with ideas as we're going now, but... Um... Yeah, maybe, that... maybe we'll do because uh, I want to do eight because obviously that's a max. You can only use eight ships in a normal game. Mm-hmm. So oh, the only yeah. other thing that I would think of, I mean, you, you want to do the common ones, like the one, like that's the reason why. Well, first of all, lack of focus. That's the show yeah. focus tokens. That just like legitimately that makes easy sense. But what's the next ones that you're going to be using? You're going to be using things like target locks. You're going to be using things like stress tokens. Stress tokens wouldn't be a bad idea. I think either. what I what my original plan was is I want to hit every token. So I was going to do all the green ones, then uh, all the orange, all the reds, and just go mm-hmm. through like that. But it was well, then ev- evades would be the next one. Yeah, but I don't know. I like the idea of target locks. Maybe get those out of the way. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Those um, are those are my favorites. But yeah, anyway, that was the the important news thing I had to talk about because obviously um, I'd said that I was going to mail stuff off and then didn't because I was like, oh, if it's stuck because. He hadn't started cutting them, so I was like, I'll just send this off. And I was, he started, and it went wrong, so I had to order more acrylic. So I'm like, oh, I should have sent them. And I, but I'm like committed now to not sending them, so... Anyway, uh, that's enough of me whining about not giving you guys the stuff I told you I'd give you. Um, all of the other prizes are still back here. I've got, like, nothing's happened to anything. Nothing's been lost in the mail, don't worry. I'm just a shitter. Works for me. Yeah. So, shall we just do so the topic? I was going to say, so that's, that, that's pretty much all of the, the... The main topic is games we can play together. Because the three of us have gone through over the last... Uh, within the last three months. I don't, know when, I don't know when you built your PC, Chris. I think it was recently. So, obviously, uh, my PC has been pretty decent since before Evie was born. Uh, I've just tinkered here and there because once I started doing this lack of focus dice hate kind of thing, I needed something I could edit on. And if I can edit on it, I can play games on it because graphics cards work like that. Oddly enough, how that works out now, isn't it? Yeah. 
but yeah, because we, we were talking, obviously, Ed built a new PC, Sean's just built a new PC, we, we've mm-hmm. been having lack of focus tech corner. It's like we, what we should do is compare Steam libraries and see if we actually have games already so no one has to buy something. We can just play, you know, something we can just... Because what I said to Ed about um, when we've done the Vassal games, I like doing them as an in-focus in where it's literally you just watch a video for the game or, like, if you really want to listen to a VOD, you can kind of thing. But I don't know that it really works because we might have dead air for um, a podcast yeah. format for the show. Yeah, while so, we're plotting maneuvers and things like that. Yeah, but I think if it's, you know, some kind of rando game we're just sat playing on the PC that doesn't involve as much planning phase, that it might be a little bit more uh, possible to have conversations and chat while we're playing. And that's not to say we're not going to be an X-Wing podcast anymore. We still are, in the same way we always were, in that we never were, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but it's more like... It, like we said, we're doing a D&D thing. We're doing all this other stuff because we're not able to play X-Wing at the moment. So until the world goes back to normal, that's just how it is. But yeah, so I I don't know. I thought we could go through some Steam libraries and see what we have that we can all play before we all have to like just buy Phantasmagoria or whatever it is that Ed wants to play. Phantasmagoria, because I want to hear Chris scream like a little girl. Because apparently, according to my son, that is a super, like, if jump scary kind of, like, eerie environment kind of game. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds like fun. Well, that was, I mean, I've kind of spoiled it already, because that was what it was going to, I compared it to doing the, um, what D&D campaign shall we play show, where we, I have three pitches for you, and then we picked neither, like, none of them. So I was like, we could go through our Steam libraries and then play the game Ed wants to play that isn't on our list. It was a suggestion. It, <laughs> and the, the genius for that is once I'm done with my Alien Isolation playthrough, um, you're Gabe a fearless to... leader. We just follow you on, in whatever you say, and it's fine. It was more along the lines of it's. I want to spend more time with you guys. Like yeah. the once a week on Monday night things isn't enough. I need more Sean. I need more Chris in my life. And I said, no, well, one, I... no one needs more Sean. Trust <laughs> me. Well, I do. I, I, I disagree with that statement wholeheartedly, vehemently, in fact. <laughs> and my thought process was, is if this is something I'm going to be recording for my own YouTube channel anyway, why not invite the two of you, if you wanted to, to join in? I don't need I, you, I, don't take it as a, I need you guys to make this happen. I don't. It's more along the lines. It's because I want to hang out and spend more time with you. guys. <laughs> it's just an excuse to do so. I'm generating an excuse to have to hang out with you guys more often. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm in. So, so, the, what, so the all game... I heard there, Sean, is that he's vetoed his own choice for our if we need a game yeah. to play when we're playing on the first I, day. So he's vetoed his own choice. So what I. Look, I, it, it, this is... Because he I'm wants to do try... it additionally to where he'd normally hang out, so it can't be on a time we would normally hang out. So I, I, I'm going to try not to get gushy on this one. If you guys wanted to sit down and play Tiddlywinks on Tabletop Simulator on a Wednesday night, I would be there because it would involve <laughs> hanging out with you guys. So legitimately, whatever the ultimate outcome on this one is, it doesn't matter to me. It legitimately doesn't. <laughs> but well, now that know. you've said that, Keeping in mind, I, I apparently have the, the Steam library of a 16-year-old boy, just so that we're on the same page. Because I, I obviously, have had a Steam account forever, but Gabe's been using my account since, I don't know, he was 11. So all of the games I have are going to be games that Gabriel has bought over the last, I don't know, three years. 
do, do you want to repeat? So go to your Steam library and then I'm go look, to I'm all, looking at it right now. And then do the advanced filter where it's by hours played. By hours th- played. This is pretty sad reading for me because it tells you how much of a fucking boomer I am. <laughs> so how do I? So why can I not you go into so what you've got library. Mm-hmm. You should have uh, uh, the list of games where the ones you've got installed at a minute are like white and the ones are grey. Mm-hmm. Make sure you've got all selected. I do. And then so how, um, how, in the list, you should have to the right of that where it shows you a pictures. You should be able to select it, sort by hours played. It should be by. So I see sorting. Uh, yeah, sort by hours. So. My why am mo- I why am I not seeing this? This is you have to show you you have to show your screen. Oh, alphabetical! There we go. There we yeah. go. There we go. Ah. Yeah, you can go by <laughs> sort, sort by recent activities. Another way to do it. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. So my most hours played football manager two thousand and nine with a hundred and sixty one point nine hours played. Okay. Number... This that's Football Manager 2009. So let's go down to my Football Manager games. I still own... Football Manager 2015 was the last one I bought. And that's I haven't played that as much as 2009. So I, okay, yeah. so my number one, number two, and number three. Can you tell which game is in? Behind door number one, Apex Legends, 200 that's, that's and, 242 and a half hours. Blood Bowl 2 Legendary Edition, 197 hours, and Stardew Valley, 154.7 hours. So you've which played, of, you've which, played more Blood Bowl than I've played Football Manager. Where's my Blood Bowl? That's, Blood Bowl 2, I've only got 35.7 hours. Oh. The next ones on the list are things like Counter-Strike, Terraria, Undertale, Team Fortress 2, Among Us, 60 hours, Subnautica. Hey, what a loser. How'd you have 60 hours in Among Us? not Jesus. me it's not me it's the kids yeah, i'm yeah. telling you. phasmophobia in the forest are sitting there at tide basically at 37 so, hours so i'm i'm surprised by this one so that my number one most played is football manager 2009 then rimworld do you, is actually, my get number to, two. Do you actually get to play for, it's just you actually you're a manager. Game, yeah, but, you don't actually get a game. You don't no. actually play a game. You're, you're managing a team and they play the game for you. Yeah. Which to yeah, me all, sounds. All, it's a sim game. Yeah. But it sounds boring as shit. Oh, to you. Me. Like, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add whatever the latest football manager game is to the table for consideration. Because you can all manage a team in the same league, and then like we can buy for players, and uh... that sounds like that sounds like that time that it, me and a bunch of guys I used to work with when I was uh, when I was in college. We all I worked at McDonald's. I don't know if anyone knew this or not. I, I, I used to work. I worked my way through college working at McDonald's, and all the guys there were big Madden fans. And one day we got this great idea: we should draft the entire team, not just the key like skills players. We drafted every single position from the kickers to the backup linebackers. We draft and we played a full sixteen game season plus playoffs on those drafted teams. It was the most obnoxious thing I have ever done, but I was committed to it because I made it to the playoffs. So I said, damn it, I'm going to finish so At what point do you start drafting to deny the players to the good players rather oh, we, than... So we did that, and that around round 30, you start drafting players because they have funny names. Because you want to have Tongue and Bush in your backfield as your quarterbacks. Uh, so, so but, I, I, but imagine trying to get 16 guys 
together on this. This is in pre uh, Madden internet days. So yeah. you physically had to be at the house to play those games. That season took us almost a calendar year to play out. <laughs> That's it was obnoxious. Enough. That's good. Well, there would be days that I would go over, like it would go weeks before I'd get a game in because you're trying to get like, like, like a game of Madden takes like, I don't know, about 30 minutes, 30, 35 yeah. minutes. You'd get there at six o'clock, but you wouldn't get to start your game until like 11 o'clock at night. And you, that was the whole reason you were there for 30 minutes and then you went home. Yeah. The good nights are when you were in the in the front of the order and you were the first game. All right, I played my game. I'll see you guys next week and you're out of Screw it. Screw you guys, I'm going obno- home. It was the obno- most obnoxious thing. <laughs> That's so, what that game reminds me of. <laughs> it makes me think. Yeah, so my second most played game is RimWorld. With 144 hours played. My third, this is a surprising one. Squadrons. I've already played 108 hours worth of Squadrons. Which isn't really a lot. Because I, I haven't played Squadrons for nearly three months, it feels like. Um, But I'm surprised it's already in my top 100. Which I'm makes not. me a little it's, bit sad. It, it's, it's such a good game. Yeah. And then Battletech is over 100 hours as well. Which, considering I only ever played the campaign... I mean, that must be the full play for the campaign. 102 hours. 102 hours of it. My top three are Terraforming Mars of 442 hours. Wow! Um, Sid Meier's Civ 6, 108.9. And Gloomhaven, 13.6. And my fourth is, really my third is Surviving Mars, 204.8. But I haven't played it in. Holy cow. I'm a huge sim sim game guy, so yeah. I'm not a big like first person kind of guy. So we we could do something like uh, see if it's a it's a multiplayer in Warhammer Total War. We could play. Uh... So 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 let's do this. I, I kind of have an idea. I'm listening because we're probably not going to fine tune this down to what each of us have. Um, let's each just suggest a game. We'll explain the game if nobody else has ever heard it, and then from there we'll. Are we throwing it out to community vote, or what are we doing? Um, I say we, because it's something for us to for us, play. Uh, so yeah. I feel like we, like, the last thing I want to do is get the community to vote, us try it and go, no, this is shit, and then not do it. So I would rather right. us say, so oh, no, this is shit, and blame us. Yeah, yeah this, this is... So, so each each person make a suggestion, and then, because we'll, you know, the other two will probably have to buy it most likely if we decide on that or we each make a suggestion we end up buying two games if we don't it doesn't cross over and then but we don't have to buy them right away yeah and then we have a rotation of games we can play rather than just sticking to one game yeah Yeah. i I like now do we want to go down the route of maybe even suggesting just even more in generic terms like kind of zero in on something so like for example if someone wanted to do like a real-time strategy like just the idea of like a Starcraft-esque kind of game. That's something that we could do in an evening. Um, yeah. Or like Sean would suggest, like uh, those simulation games, not that I don't love them because I do, but those could drag on for days. Oh, yeah. I, I think the idea of doing something like that is we, we'd play it and just record while we're playing it. And like, yeah. we can we could play it a different evening as well and just not record. But uh, it, it's just some... Uh, it's basically something that we can all do to replace the vassal because I think like we stopped doing vassal when there was more than two of us because it felt bad for the people just sat not playing and yeah. like they can't really talk to the other people because they're thinking so like 
Yeah, right. They don't want to give the other players ideas and change ideas. Yeah. And, so it, 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 it didn't feel like making. good podcast content to me. If the three-player vassal is always me sitting there saying, Ed, this is what I would have done. Yes, yes. Yeah. Look, Ed did something that Sean wouldn't have done. Hmm, why did he lose that game? Because he doesn't listen. <laughs> okay, I'll start out. So, so I'm looking at a game that is multiplayer. It's fun. It's challenging. It's kind of a non-thinker. You know, it's not a game where you have to put a lot. It's also a game where we could bring community into if we wanted to. It's a game called Unrailed. U-N-R-A-I-L-E-D. It's a side-scroller. It's a side-scroller. It's the premise of the game is you're trying to get a train from stop where it starts to the stop where it would end on that leg of the trip. And in there, there's some strategy. You upgrade your train cars. You upgrade the cards, cars. And in that, you have to chop down for because you're you're basically oh, running running track. It yeah. is... It's a goofy, it's kind of like an Among Us type game. There's no killing each other, though, but there's, you have to stay on, you have to have water for the engine. You have to cut down trees for wood and to make a path for the train. You have to continually build track, which one of the cars builds, and then it puts it on a track. You have to lay track. So it's it's always people doing something. And then if the train derails, you lose. But if you make it to the station, you can upgrade your train. Go to the next. It's kind of one of those types of games where you can kind of play till you're till you're sick of it, or you know, set a time limit, and when you hit it, you're done. Yeah, yeah. very beer and pretzels, but very very co-op-y type game. You know, one person on the pickaxe, one person on the axe, one person on the water, one person laying track, or with three people, you'll have to do multiple things each. Stuff like that. yeah. That's but it's also but it's also a game where we could bring people in from the community. I think I'm not sure how many players it plays up to. It's not saying it in the requirements. Yeah, it's it's online co-op is what it says. So yeah. well yeah, we want to make sure that a minimum of three players can play it. Oh you can, yeah. It's a minimum of yeah. It's a minimum uh, I've seen four players, I've seen three players play it. I remembering, but I could be misremembering. I think I've seen five people playing it before. Yeah. So there's there's more, you know, or you could if it's only four player, um, you know, you bring one person in from the community that wants to come in and play, you know. That type of thing, if you wanted to do that as a way of doing it. Yeah. But it's just totally beer and pretzels. It's totally, you know, Ed, get the get the bucket, get the bucket type game, you know, when you're Getting up when your train is speeding up as you make it to more stations, things like that. So just a simple track track builder that's, if we don't want to sit there and, you know, do something too complicated, that's a good game for that. Yeah. And it's 20 bucks. Yeah. So it's not outrageously priced. That could be, I've, I've never heard of this game before. Yeah, I actually saw it on a, on a Let's Play from a comedy troupe that, you know, I follow and stuff, and they've actually done more with the game since that time. And watch a couple videos, you know, or just watch a section. There's a video from the developer, I think, on the store page, and, yeah. and it actually shows you how the game is played. Oh, what else do we have? I'm currently filtered by multiplayer online co-op. So obviously, top of that list at the moment is Valheim, which is what Greg's been playing, but I feel like that's coming to an end in popularity and would probably make me feel a little bit sick. 
Phasmophobia is on there. Uh, Should I go into the description for my suggestion for this one? Yeah, you can you can break in. Okay, so again, I've not played the game. I have only seen my son play the game, um, which is half the reason why I want to play it, because it looked like it was a lot of fun. But the basic premise behind it is we would play the roles of ghost hunters. And you start off your career going into small haunted areas, a haunted house, a haunted factory. And the idea behind the game is that you go into these buildings and you try to identify what type of ghost is haunting the facility. Now, it does get a little jump scary. It does get a little... It has an interesting mechanic in the fact that you you have to use the in-game mic. And the reason for it is sometimes ghosts will cut out electronics. So if Chris is trapped in a closet hiding from a ghost so it doesn't kill him, we can't hear him screaming for help because the electronics have been counted out. So the mechanics of the game is there's a truck, there's a a facility truck on the outside that's got all of your equipment, and you have to buy your equipment that you're going to go in. So if you think that you're going up against X type of ghost, you you know you need to take this piece of equipment, that piece of equipment, you need to like burn salts, or you have to do this other stuff, so you can help identify. So you have to hit all of these major points to get all the clues, and then once you've collected all the clues, you close the job and you get paid for it. So you've captured the ghost. Gotcha. And as you as you progress through your levels, you get to go into higher, more advanced ghosts and more dangerous missions. So that's that's kind of like the uh, I have a PC building game that's like that. And there's a, a house fixing up game that I have that's like that, too, where this one is, of course, more interactive than those two are. But same concept where you just get better, better jobs, better Right. And that, the that thing one, I like about it, it's teamed. Like it, it's yeah. it, like we legitimately all have to work together to be able to get out of the building alive and to have identified that ghost. Plus, I have a I have a, a soft spot in my heart for for horror, scary survival games. Yeah, yeah. But you are, you want to do that on your channel, so I feel like I feel like that's going to be one we'll play. So we could maybe throw it in there anyway. But I, well, so, I've already kind of said should, I'll play that with you anyway. So I don't like. So I don't know that. Um, how do, how do I how do I say this? I'm trying to figure the right. The fact that I would want to play that on my channel with even with you guys, like I would rather play it with you guys if it just so happens that recording my camera but getting the two of you's audio to put on the channel. It's not uncommon for other. If Chris, if you decide to record it from your end of it and we get your side of it and my side of it, because the mics cut out, mm. there, there are, I'm never going to hear your side of the whole side of the story from your stuff. Just like you're never going to hear the whole side of the story from my stuff. So it would be kind of cool to kind of have both of those going. But that having been said, the fact that I was hoping to stream and record that game, I don't want that to be a contributing factor to it because I could just as easy pick a different game. There's other games that are on my list. If it comes down to it's our game that we're playing together, I would pull that off my list uh, on what goes on YouTube and just pick something else. Like mm. there are other, like I want to play um, Bloodstain is the next game. I would just move on to my next game. Yeah. Well, I just bought it, so I'm good. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm, <laughs> we're going to play it. We're going to play it for Ed's channel anyway because it, it needs content. Bless his soul. And if it's okay, Gabe would like to join us. You can have up to five people, I think, on yeah. the team. Yeah, that would be fun. So yeah, we'll we... have to talk about how to stream stuff or so that I could cast it to you so you could see, have it pictured, you know, each window, like have a, like what we have now, but with the window of what's playing, you'd have to explain all that to me, but that's yeah. not that big of a deal, really, you know. 
Yeah. Or, you know, we could start a uh, a Dice Hate. What the hell is it? What is network. that? Yeah, like a Dice Hate Network. God damn it. What is it? Um, I'd put your tag on my shit anytime. Well, <laughs> my my point is, like, why can't I think of it? What's, what is, uh, what's, hold on. I'll tell you here. Buffering. Buffering. <laughs> yeah, Twitch. You could do, like, Twitch, a Twitch yeah. channel. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We could do a Dice Hate Twitch channel for gaming. And then, you know, whether we have zero people watching or 50 people watching doesn't matter. That's our channel to play games together. And you could actually do the live streams. You guys would just have to help me set my stuff up so that I can cast to whatever we're doing. That's a damn fine idea. Um... You know, I mean, I watch, I don't watch that much Twitch. I watch more YouTube than Twitch, but I think Twitch is pretty cool. Well, and that's why I wanted to go both routes. So, like, again, when I do my Alien Isolation playthrough, the only thing that's been cool for streaming it on Twitch and recording it so that I have the YouTube side of it, you can watch it on the YouTube channel, and then you could watch it live on Twitch, is I get people that jump into the room while I'm playing. So I get some of that interaction and talking back. I've gotten uh, followers on Twitch that found my YouTube channel because they saw me playing on Twitch. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool because I was expecting the cross population to come from the other direction. People yeah. that follow me on YouTube just I think follow- it actually comes from Twitch to YouTube faster. And that's what I'm picking people, up on because people search the game that they want to watch and then they that's how I do it. If I want to watch a game, I don't have many people that I follow on Twitch, maybe fifteen, but I think that that'd be a great way for us, you know, we can bring more people in and prop Dice 8 up and prop your channel up at the same time. And I'm right, I'm right on board with that. If I ever do this, prop mine up and whatever, you know. I'm right on board with that. So I, you guys just have to tell me what to buy and stuff and all. I don't think you need to buy anything. Like OBS, you can stream for it from OBS and then a Twitch uh, account. I think it's talking about what, what game to buy with it or just in general. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about just hardware. If I need capture stuff or anything like no, that. No, no. You have, mul- um, you have enough multiple screens. You can have OBS on one screen and the other guy on the other one. I have a screen that's so big, I could have three screens on the screen if right? I want to. The only thing that I do with OBS, there's a way that you can set it up so that you can see your Twitch chat um, on your mm. OBS screen. That's the only, like, it's a setting. That's it. Yeah, we can go through it all. It's not a big deal. Yeah, we can, we can figure it out, test it, and go from there. And then, because mine is easily good enough to do all of that yours your twos are so you know the only thing i don't have that you have is the power of video card but actually my video card is closer to yours ed than it is to well and the the i don't know if you looked at the requirements in the game the requirements you can play it almost on a potato the catch the the, the catch is just going to be your cpu and if you have enough threads to (laughs) stream and play at the same time which is why i chose the art the um AMD processor that I did is because it's got 16 threads. Yeah, mine has 8 but or 12, I think. I can't remember. It's the, 10, it's the 10,000 series uh, Microsoft or whatever. The oh, Intel. Intel. You know. That's the i9. Yeah, yeah. This one's an i7. I see, I that's still good. That's the, that, that should still be. That's a more recent processor with enough threading and processing power. You should be fine. It's fine. Yeah. I was streaming on the i7 before I upgraded start of last year, I think. So I just yeah, so let him pop in. I so. Yeah, no, that that's more than sufficient. Yeah, and I have I, enough RAM to do anything I ever would need to. You'd be yeah. So you'd be surprised how uh, you haven't you you have the same amount of RAM that I do. You have thirty two, right? Yeah. Yeah, you should be more than you should be more than good. Yeah. You'd be surprised though, like most from mostly me. Whenever I'm streaming, recording. 
and playing game at the same time, it's all CPU, baby. Like oh, yeah. my, my RAM usage is really, really low. It's all GPU for the graphics and it's all CPU for pushing all that out. Yeah. And I have a 2070 Super, which is uh, that'll be basically fun. a 3070 just last year's, you know, with last year's specs. Asma yeah. Probably is on sale, Chris. I, I just want to throw it. It's only $14. I, I'm ju- I just want to throw that out there. I've seen it. I said, we're going to play that one. It's more of if that's one the one we play for this project. Well, I, all right. So I have a selfish reason for wanting it to be for this project because I know you said that you don't do well with scary games. And I personally just want to see the. <laughs> we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. You so we. Play in the dark and, you know, light some candles and, you know. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be great. Gabe said he'd be more than he's not going to spoil things for us, but he's going to be more than happy to guide us through and say, "Okay, this is how you do. Click this button." It's that kind of stuff that I think we'll need help in the early days. But after that, I think it'll be fun, just pure fun. All right, so Chris, now it's your suggestion. So I've got one that I want to I'll suggest, even though I know we probably shouldn't do it because I don't know if it's the type of game you guys will want to play. But obviously, it's something like uh, Monster Hunter World just team up and fight big monsters but it's more of a like a a console bashy kind of game yeah i was wondering if we would so one of the other games uh, so admittedly if if we're going to use phasmophobia as a default i was curious how you guys would feel about something like a diablo or like a like a dungeon crawl mashing bashing kind of I, game i i almost suggested warhammer 40,000 inquisitor martyr which is effectively 40k diablo Ooh, let me see that. What is that again? Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr. Inquisitor. Ooh, that's a $50 game, too. Look at that. I already own it, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. Screw yes, you guys. You're good. I'm going to put forward the most expensive game I can. <laughs> well, all right, but you know you've tickled my you've tickled my heart because it's a 40k game, and then I just legitimately just got done saying the words, how cool would it be to do like a dungeon masher kind of game? What's it called? Uh, Inquisitor March. I'll see if I can actually link it. If you just type in Warhammer 4... Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, I'm there. Oh, hell yes! And uh, the good thing about Inquisitor Marta is that it's not exactly like it's taxing on the brain, because it's Diablo but 40k. So you just right-click, you you like right-click on stuff, and it dies. And why we can do that while we're chatting about crap. Do I get to play a Space Marine? Uh, no. As no. all Inquisitors. Yeah. Uh, so I think my character at the moment is like a coward assassin. Hey, some of this video I see Mechanicus in here. What the hell is that, Chris? Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm playing the current story arc as well. So the way it's like a living game as well. So all the community plays and the results dictate how the sector goes kind of thing. But pretty cool. Uh, and... They sent me a golden skull challenge. Oh, that's this. That was this game. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oops. Oops. I just downloaded it. <laughs> oops. I need to change the accounts because I don't want to. So are we? Games. Are we all just going to buy each other's games and just we'll rotate? <laughs> is that how this is going to work? I think that's if we're going to do it. That's the way to do it. You know. So what? What was the one called again? Sean Unrailed. Unrailed. Yeah, it's twenty bucks. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do we'll get unrailed. Another one to play if you want to if you want a dungeon crawl type is Gloomhaven. It's gotten a lot better in the beta. I've not actually looked at any of the like, board game Steam 
games, if that makes sense. I, I have tons of them. I, I have tons of the games because my game group plays the board games on Wednesday. Yeah. So. so I was going to ask about that because the only problem with putting something like that on is I feel like we end up with the same issues as if we were doing like the um, the Vassal stream. That because people are thinking on their turn, you get that. Well, kind I, of. But I don't know. I don't have much experience. If, if you're so we, I play with a guy, which I don't, this isn't putting him down, but he has ADD. So he has issues with like clicking the end, you know, the button that you need to, to move your turn along and stuff. But no, we actually have pretty good conversation throughout the game. Yeah. You know, it's because it's not a game that you're playing, you know, to ultimately, you know, kill everything. You're just, you're there to have fun. And it is a game design though, where you don't have table talk. You know, in Gloomhaven, if you've ever played the board game, read the rules of Gloomhaven, it's it's a game designed to have minimal table talk as far as what you're going to do in the game. But those are the best games just to bullshit, you know, because you have your cards, you play your cards, you know, and, and it's it's a card game. So you move everything in attack and everything with cards. It's, you know, you do have to know how to play the game, too. You know, it's a, there is strategy. So then... Yeah. You know, you, so you have to know your tune and know the cards. And right now it's still in early access, which sucks because it's not the full game and everything is shared right now. But once it comes out of early access and it's just like the board game, it's like you, whatever gold you pick up. You, so there's some intrigue to it, too, or people are screwing other people over for some stuff. too. So it's it's a pretty cool game overall. But not one we'd have to play in the beginning, you know, yeah. just one that's down the road. But I have a lot of the board game games in my Steam account. So is that just... They just even got Astartes right. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm getting stuck on watching some of these videos, but like Astartes look like Astartes. Like yeah. they're seven and a half foot tall murder machines. Like they should be. It's good. Is that that Warhammer game? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, how are we playing that then? <laughs> I'd be for it. I mean... I like Diablo, so I'm not a huge Warhammer lore guy, but... I don't know that you would need to be, though. Like, just no, look no, at... No, 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 I'm just, I'm just saying, it's a game that'll interest me, and I'm playing with you guys, and we can BS through the whole thing. So, yeah. if I get any character that shoots laser beams like the wizard does in, <laughs> in Diablo 3, you know, I'm good. Well, you, get, you get bolt guns. They're basically RPGs, <laughs> like... A bolt shell from a bolt rifle is basically a small rocket propelled grenade. It's not just a bullet. But you got laser guns, you got all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm up for it. I'm up for most things. First person shooters. Eh. It's yeah, it's not so, a first like it so definitely. I thought like, about suggesting some um Space Hulk Deathwing, because I know that's got co op in it. You all play a terminator, but I know Sean is like first person uh shooters. I, well, Remember, I just bought this monitor, and it has helped me with the first-person yeah. stuff. It's just I'm not – because I'm not a first-person guy, I'm not a WSD, ASD kind of guy. Yeah. I'm a literally a controller or mouse click kind of guy. So yeah. that's just me. You know, that's just how I, I've never – most first-person shooters always did the WASD yeah. keys, which it took me – like when I played uh, – I played some PUBG and stuff, and – Pretty much sucked because I couldn't figure the keys out, you know. <laughs> I understand completely. Uh, but it's Chris, I don't know. This looks really good. Well, we, we do that, and I'm like I said, I already own it, so it doesn't bother me how much it costs. Well, and, and I already own it now, so I'm good. <laughs> no, in the morning I'll switch account. Like so, how, so let's talk schedule. How are we going to do this? Because is it going to replace? 
podcast time or is it going to be so i'm i'm up for doing it separately because i like hanging out but Mm -hmm. my thought was to have something that we could all just jump on and play when we didn't really have any like tonight where we didn't really have a topic we could have all been playing that well and we, we could have still had the same chat about what we've been up to whilst we're playing yeah your your show is within the gameplay at that point yeah because i don't feel like we could have actually had the um if we'd have played a vassal game tonight i don't think we would have had like the hour and a half's conversation and like the tangents i feel like it's very i've edited both if you know what i mean i know how much we talk when we're not playing and how much we talk and we do and like, there's a chance that we play and it really doesn't work and we're all focused and not all of the like two hours worth of show is us all shouting at each other that we're all dying and they're all shit like there's a chance that that becomes a show and if i feel like it's not working we can just keep playing and well, not record it well, but. one of the things that this offers though if we do do it live we actually do it live on and you guys can record it like you do for pod, you know, for the podcast stuff, because you can yeah. each record it and record your own side of it for your material. But if we have this, if we have the chat going, that actually adds to it too, because the chat actually throws that side into it yeah. where you can answer the questions, talk about things, you know, and basically build the community more around that too. Right. And if it's like one of those mindless, hey, we've got to clear these four rooms, we can I can carry on a conversation and click buttons and kill stuff at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've played I don't I've not played that many hours of it just because I got it at, I think it's been out for like two or three years now. But I obviously I got it at a time when uh, Evie was like being born. So um I know in fact I got it in oh it's my last played was in December. And you're sure that this is multiplayer, that we can all three play together? Um, I believe you have to do the tutorial solo, like the first chapter solo, but um, it's... Where's it gone? Because uh, I'm looking in my library, not the store page. Yeah, it says online co-op. Yeah. I, I know that was a big part of it, but I've never done it, so... Oh, and it has controller support, too, which is good. But if it's mouse, it's easier. Yeah. I agree. But of course, Chris comes down with the biggest price tag one and says, "Yeah, we're I, this one. I didn't want to suggest that. You suggested said Diablo, and I was like, "Well, well, well." It'd be the same. Like I think even Diablo too. Like before they, what is, they've got the new remastered version that's going to be coming out. Blizzard's announced that it's probably yeah. going to be the same price tag anyway. But this is something oh, different that I've never played. Yeah. yeah, you could buy it all for eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. That's all the DLC too. Yeah. It's a lot there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 20. <laughs> there you go. I'd have to buy a bunch of DLC that I apparently don't have. Yeah, I'm good with just starting with the base game. And yeah. yeah, same here. Like, I don't want to yeah, see if we actually like it. But yeah, so I assume all of this is them adding in different parts of this because it's set in um, a sector of space. I don't, obviously, Sean doesn't know. In fact, I could show you because I have. I have the canvas print that they sent me. <laughs> I have to take it off a wall, though. I know little bits and pieces because I've learned it. Because in the Tabunara subsector, you see, look at that. Look at the, that. That's where it's set. And then um, I, you basically travel around to different parts of the system and do different missions. And they've got different difficulty levels. And you get loot and upgrade your weapons and all of that. Yeah, I played uh, Forbidden Stars, so I know a tiny bit, you know. I know that that's not the same thing, but it's 
still space marines and all that crap but it's had the map and stuff so i understand the the war chaos so before we commit i'll just oh good but i like the gameplay already because it's like diablo how good is inquisitor matter multiplayer it's inquisitor matter it's called reddit top button there we go it's a it's a hefty game that's for sure 26 gigabytes um yeah Apparently there's prophecy as well. How's that? Is that going to be a cheaper way to do it? Sean's already paid for it. Now I'm committed. <laughs> I just want to see if it's a standalone game or not. So. Well, my 40,000 Inquisitor Prophecy is... Oh, it, sorry. It's part of the same thing. So yeah. It's like it's like well expansion, so you assume. You're talking about the DLC? Yeah, it looks like it's... Yeah, it's not DLC. Or... It's a, a proper expansion for it. Yeah, so, the... the... Civ 6 does that too, where they have like the leader packs and then they have expansions where it adds to the game, you know, like from the base game to a little more you can add in, but you can just play the base game still. Yeah, I'm watching I'm watching a YouTube video from like a year ago and it's, you can have up to four players. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, so I've, you can do I've not done any research into it because I literally I got it just to have a mindless game to play when I was in a mood with playing a week. I was out of playing League of Legends for a while, and then I was like, I just want something I can put on, you know, do one mission, turn back off kind of thing. But yeah, it's a bit fun. Yeah, I'm... Uh, home run, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> uh, make you spend money. I, I like I like the cheeky beer and pretzels games, but I like games like this too, where there's a little depth to it and stuff. Yeah, besides, I got Biden bucks coming. <laughs> what I'm saying, yeah. It's, that's why it doesn't bother me to buy this stuff. Yeah, well, let's, let's try. The thing is when I can say that I'm doing it on solar power, that'll be the best time. <laughs> there you go. So what about we try, obviously we're recording on a Saturday to peek behind the curtain rather than the Thursday. We could try for Thursday this week for a test run at it. Like not worry about streaming or whatever. See if we can just get the game running and stuff first. Well, it- you're correct. We need to get through that first chapter on our own. I think so. so. I think so. Uh, I'll do that tomorrow. I got nothing going on. I took the week off after my sur- this surgery. So. That's well, you should. Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to take like a month, but I'm like, I can type in a computer. You know, I just I'll just bandage it up like I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. But I'll uh, I'll watch some YouTube stuff as well to make sure I know what I'm supposed to be doing, so that I can tell you all the correct stuff and what buttons to click. But from memory, it's very Diablo. Just that's cool. If right. I just the, click on things and make them get eviscerated yeah. with a bolt gun, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> but I I believe so I'm pretty sure if I need to make a new character I will, that's fine. I'm pretty sure my character at the moment was a, a cowardice assassin, which is the, I, I go invisible and have base swords and just chop people up. That, that was my shtick. They've got jump pack marines. They oh my god. So the video that I'm watching, they're 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 obviously fighting they're fighting chaos. So they've got yeah. chaos space marines, they've got demon spawn that they're fighting against. It, this is so cool. How did this game avoid my radar? Like how is that possible? I don't know. I'm sure I would have told you about it. Like, was this a Kickstarter game? No, um I kind of remember I think it was advertising like White Dwarf or something. So it was probably when Ed was was doing magic and not worried about games workshop stuff. Maybe, but maybe. It's, I, it's, it's some Polish company, I think. Um, I can't even remember. I think, right, but I just, I, I don't even remember how I paid for it or backed it. Because I know that it was like, I got sent a Steam link. I didn't buy it on Steam. But uh, I did it, yeah. if I did it through a website and I, I, yeah, that's it. I actually, uh, 
bought all the stuff and I got into their uh, the beta uh, alpha testing stuff. So I played it before it came out and then did it again. So I think I even actually might have some g- gameplay on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's really, really bad. Or else I've got videos that are half edited and never put out. Yeah, I've only backed actually one game, like one video game, and it's a game called Space Haven. It's only single player though, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fun game actually. I just got to sit down and play it and relearn it and stuff because it's still an alpha, but it's it's a fun game. So not that this should influence the decision whatsoever at all, because the idea, of course, is that we're all going to hang out and have fun and play a game. It doesn't matter. But there's only four channels right now on Twitch that are currently streaming this game. <laughs> Oh, it's because it's a relatively older game now. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of channels like, uh, so I, I like, I play Minecraft. I don't know if you guys play it at all. But I, the kids have drugged me into a game from time to time, yes. So I've, I play, I've, I've I play. no idea how Minecraft works. So, But we could put it's, Minecraft on the list and you can show me. Minecraft oh is so Old insane. guys play Minecraft. That would be a great channel. <laughs> I, play, I play a version called Feed the Beast Beyond, which is an older version of the modded Minecraft. So you can do nuclear power plants, solar panels, all kinds of shit in it. You know, you can build just whatever you're, whatever you kind of want, you can build it. It has power supplies. It's insane. And I think that would be a cool one later on, you know, as we get into this and to play because everybody's involved. You know, the key is, and because that's a game where you're going to do your own thing. Chris will do his own thing. I'll do my own thing, but we're all involved in one thing, you know? Yes building a base or we're gathering the materials or we build a backpack and we go flying or we you know just all kinds of shit you can do with it that's very interactive for everybody you know that's that's why i like the unrailed game because it's going to be interactive for everybody this game will be interactive for everybody the phasmophobia will be cool because it has that sound block feature to it you know yeah yeah, that's gonna that is gonna be fun so, Chris, just to make sure I get schedule idea, and the only reason because I'm trying to think ahead of how this is going to work. So, if we did this on our off recording days, correct? You'd be thinking like every other Thursday. So, we would record the show on a Thursday night, but on the off Thursday nights, we would hop on and play this. Yeah, that works for me. Uh, we can play more or less or whatever. I'm pretty flexible, to be honest. Like, obviously, my Monday like- nights are pretty full. Um, I can it's probably ditch those losers, so right, it should be okay. It's not a no. question of being flexible. It's being a question of how many wife points can I spend no, in no, the I get of that. the week? So I, I, like, Sean will probably veto Wednesdays for his other group. <laughs> I don't really have a night that I need to veto other than Mondays, but that's for you guys anyway. Well, the only, um, the only so. thing I may, the reason I mentioned it, because if I had to pick a night that would be the best night of the week for me, it would always be Saturday nights. Let's do that. I, can, I mean, I can't guarantee I'll do it every Saturday night because uh, it might. Wind we up don't have on to. That's night, the whole. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole point of this. It's I supposed mean, to be just. Well, and and the other thing is, if one of us can't make it, you still have two people playing. Yeah, yeah. So what about if we go for? So it'd be Thursday the eighteenth to try, and we'll all jump on and see. Uh, even if it's just hang out while we get characters leveled to a point where we can play multiplayer or whatever. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Because I'll actually look into if I need to make a new character or not, or how it works and stuff. All right, so now i got to look into my Steam account and see if I've got to change cards so that I can do that. <laughs> I feel bad because he's starting to save money up, so he has gas money and stuff like that, and I wouldn't want to accidentally spend his cash. It's really mine that I've given him for cleaning up dog shit in the yard. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, did you really want to play this Star Wars game with uh, this 40k game with us? Yeah, cool, good. You bought it. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm curious if that's the next thing that comes out that I'm gonna that's the only that's the only thing that drives me nuts about modern gaming in Steam is that so we do have two Steam accounts. Yeah. It was would be that if Gabe wanted to play, that's another fifty dollars to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I had three World of Warcraft accounts, that was pretty vicious. <laughs> yeah. oh, we could play EVE Online, and then we just mine enough to buy Plex, and then we cost oh, nothing. And then we'll be we done could... playing the game. I mean, just 16. think about how much time we'd have to talk, because we'd just be mining. Oh, that's just it. Minecraft is literally mindless gaming. Yep. Sorry, I'm taking my Civ 6 turns, but it's, <laughs> it's literally just, you know, mindless stuff that you're doing, but... We come up with a plan at the beginning. Hey, we're going to do this tonight for our, you know, for our two hours or whatever we plan for. We're going to do this. And Chris says, oh, hey, I'm going to go do this. Sean says, I'm going to go do this. Ed says, I'm going to go do this. And then gather the resources and then get into the, you know, whatever we're building, whatever we're doing. You know, we want a bunch of glass, you know, you got to go mine a bunch of sand and then burn it and (laughs) turn it to glass. You know, just so much you want to build a sterling generator for power, you know, you got to gather the mats. One person mines underground, you know, it's just a fuck. It's insane. And I love the Feed the Beast version of it, which is nice once you have Minecraft. The Feed the Beast is free. It's through Curse Gaming now. So you just have the mod and then set your RAM for use on that to 12 and you'll never lag. You'll, you won't have issues. Because if you have 32, you're not going to have issues at all with that. Yeah. You, I've, you'll got, be able to I've got 64, so I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. You could stream and do everything. Just a casual flex, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the thing about it is just, you know, you can just always do other things. So yeah. but I like the idea of having rotation of games. Yes. Yeah, so I, think do I, do I. I think it'll be fun. Um not, I, I thought it would be a, a good show for us to do tonight because we didn't really have any X Wing to talk about. Uh, because the packs aren't out yet, so what do you want to do? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we got decent feedback from when we did this this kind of show about D&D, so, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think so. And, of yeah. course, if there's any any of the... there'll be there, It is a four-player game, so we could always add one yeah. more person. I mean, yeah. Don't spend $50. Until you've heard us play it a few times. Yes, yes. Please wait. Please wait on that. Yeah. yeah. Don't jump in feet first and then be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, they hate it. I spent $50 in the game. I don't want to play. Yeah. But no, I, well, I'm good. I've done that many times with people. So <laughs> yeah. buy a game in the beginning. Yeah. And then you never play it again. Yeah. Well, that'll be good. Yeah, so any anything else for main topic? I think we all put a game forward, so we'll probably all do all of them at some point. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Yep. I no, I, I, I'm enamored now. Like I'm like, oh god, I can't wait to not like, <laughs> like I'm gonna be have to. For me, it's always gonna be have to kick the kids off the computer so I can actually sit down and play. That's the reason why I like all the kids games are also. I spent all of this money and focus on building this machine that I barely ever touch because the kids are always on it. That's why I'm like, why well, need Saturday nights whenever I have an evening that we can stay up a little bit later. I don't have to worry about going to work the next day because God forbid we get into like some kind of like end game dungeon or something at like one, at like 1130 on yeah. a Thursday night. And all right, it's two hours of my time and oh, you got to go to work the next day. 
I can play on Saturdays as well, obviously. I'm pretty easy. I just... I'm cheap. Don't I'll cheap. never commit to a, a weekend religiously just because I like I well, like God, no. some freedom. You know? Well, Because so, like, so then I'd turn into Ed. I'd be the new Ed, like... Oh my! I was gonna turn up, but then I decided, "Fuck you guys!" I was just gonna chill out with Jill and watch Netflix, and uh, screw you guys. It's fine. Totally understand. <laughs> totally understand. And like I said, as summer gets around, and as hopefully as this COVID thing starts to simmer down, there might be Saturday night plans. That like, ah, I can't play tonight because we're going X, Y, or Z. Yeah, oh, that'd be good. Um, yeah. So should we close out the show? Are we done? Oh yeah, I think we should probably do that. So, all right. So. I hope you enjoyed that one. I hope it was a lot of fun. We had, we covered a whole bunch of topics. Kathleen Kennedy, Geode, um, the D&D campaign where Ed's character must suffer. And, and we've got all of, and now we're going to be playing 40K on some sort of version of 40K Diablo that I didn't know existed until five minutes ago. And now I'm going to be obsessed with because like, oh my God, this looks so cool. So I do hope you enjoyed all that. Chris, I know you have some house cleaning to do. Why don't you go ahead and take care of that? Yep. So... Uh, you can email us at lackoffocuspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, remember, you can um, support us on Patreon. Where we try and only encourage people to give like, a minimum amount or um, don't overextend yourselves, anything like that. Like, we still do the content. Even this, like, nothing's hidden behind a paywall. I feel like that's a correct statement. Um, oh, no, I, I think the thing... Um, when I would do X-Wing videos on the YouTube channel, I think I paywalled an audio version of some of those videos, just in case, mm. you know. But like, uh, So, no, nothing's paywalled. You can just listen to the YouTube video as audio. It's fine. You don't have to watch it. Um, and, yeah, we're, like, we're still going to make the content, but it does all help. It covers the costs of all the editing software, uh, all the hosting, all of that. Um all of the stuff we send out is um, basically covered out of pocket. And then, um, obviously, we are doing our charity guest points where we give. So it was, it's actually going to be the Patreon money from this show is what is Ooh. going to go to charity. So um, I will put a post up on uh, on our Patreon and on our Facebook page for how much that's going to be. And then we'll figure out... Um, how, how much it is and all that, and who wins, and then they'll get to pick the charity. Um, speaking of our Facebook page, that's Lack of Focus Podcast on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram, even though I told you all last time that I'm really active on Instagram. I take lots of pictures, and I've done nothing since then because apparently I'm still a liar. A liar. Yeah, yeah. Breakdown, and I thank you, by the way, because having attachment to Instagram, and I was like, oh, wow. Do you know that the... Um... Not curiosity. What's the uh, what's the name of the new uh, probe on Perseverance? Thank you. Has its own Instagram account, and I've been following that. And I'm like, so if nothing else, for, Hubble's got its own, NASA's got its own, SpaceX has got its own. But when Perseverance got it, like they're putting like photos every day live from the Mars feeds, which is amazing. I'm waiting until I think the drone goes up on the 19th, and I'm really looking forward to seeing video from the air from Mars on Perseverance's. Um, Instagram account. So thank you for that, Chris. This is now my new thing. I can do my astronomy geeky crap and go, oh, look, new picture from Mars. Look at that. So, and first time in a long time, we did video for this episode. We did. We, we absolutely did. Video. did. You can make yourself physically ill by watching us talking about all of this <laughs> stuff. So head on over to the Dice Hate YouTube channel 
and um, you can find us there. I have been doing um, more writing again, so the new contrast paint article came out on the Sentry Boxes blog uh, today, so it should be out on Dice8 in a couple of days. So by the time you listen to this, if you go to Dice8.com, there'll be a new article uh, about using contrast paint to do weird and wonderful stuff on Nogal Demons. But I plan on trying to write more articles. I'm in the hole for that, so I need to write 52 articles this year. I'm going to do one a week, and I think I've done like three, so I've got to get a Ooh. get a shifty on. But How, How's your model count doing? Um... I'm behind by 16 models at the moment because I had a bit of a break after the last batch. Sean's models should, if I, theoretically, I'd normally paint on weekends, but Jill's working this weekend, so I can't. But she's off on Tuesday. So depending on how much I can squeeze into Tuesday, that would have been over two days kind of thing. You know, it'll all work out. Um, but I should, I, I would say that I will be 100% caught up again by the 28th of march so that weekend i'll be back up to where i need to be for my model cakes again i'm trying to paint one model a year uh, so one model a year have done easy uh one model a day through 2021 um and 52 articles i believe and then i didn't put a total for youtube videos because i can't commit to too many things and fail because i'll just feel too bad yeah um, understood sounds like theoretically you might want to head over to uh, dice hate on twitch as well maybe because there is a twitch maybe. channel just saying just saying maybe just saying. maybe so, starting in a week well, or two we... we might start playing some warhammer inquisitor inquisitor martyr yeah, so, on the dice eight twitch channel so thursday the 18th i'll simulcast on to... mine too if yeah. you if you only want to no, see my side <laughs> but what are we doing the 18th we are gonna try to have a play around and make sure it works so that means the first Saturday will be like the 20th. Saturday the 20th of March, we're going to try and do a stream, maybe. That sounds like a plan. Okay, there we go, we're in. We're locked in now. We locked can in. play some Inquisitor Martyr. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know, what do I normally say? All the stuff. I think you did the okay. Facebook, Gmail, all that stuff. Yeah. I, think you've got, I think you got all that stuff I mean, out. We, we did it. Um, Alright, always good talking to you, my friend, Sean. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah, well, this takes time. I have two wounded hands, a bad back, you know. What's next? Well, the back again at some point. So. Yeah, I was I, I was just going to say, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, that's coming next. Yep. But hey, I bought a recliner. So, Good. And I bought one that, it's an old old person recliner, so it comes up so I don't have to sink into it. I just, I just, fall, or I just follow it down. Yay. So, excited about that. So we'll see. <laughs> Chris, always good talking to you, my friend. Always good to be here. Especially when you other guys have to buy video games, because I won. Chris cost me money tonight, that's what he did. Yeah, you can win Neptune's Pride now, I'll throw that game, it's fine. You had to spend $50, I would. <laughs> you won in the end. Alright, so that is going to do it for episode 72. I do hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see everyone hopefully in the Twitch sphere as we're sitting down playing some Warhammer. It'll be great. So until next next time, guys, as always, fly casual. Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all of the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.